and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, James O'Keefe is officially out of Project Veritas, and how can that be? How can the person who is Project Veritas be out of Project Veritas? We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Jeffrey Starr, you guys may or may not know who that is. Very well-known LGBTQ elemental P influencer says, hey man, all this pronoun stuff, all this they, them, zir, zir, is kind of ridiculous. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Also, let's speak on the high school in Indiana that went viral for all the wrong reasons. That they should have gone viral for positive reasons, but they went viral for kind of a negative reason in the positive. We'll talk about that in a minute. Ben Stein says that Aunt Jemima, the pancakes, the syrup, shouldn't have been canceled. That he prefers her to be on the brand rather than a white person or nobody at all. But he's racist for that. I guess because he said that she was a large woman. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, South Park destroys when I mean destroys Harry and Megan Megan and Harry Hagen and whatever that you know I'm talking about the prince and the, and the wife we'll talk about that in, in a minute as well also a Catholic high school student gets arrested after organizing the trans anti-trans protest we'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL live and thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you enjoy what you are hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Also, shout out to all the sponsors. Y'all know how I do straight from the beginning. Shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Link for that will be in the description. If you are listening to me through the favorite audio streaming platforms, whether they be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc., there should be a description section somewhere. Check out everything right in that particular section. And, of course, this is a podcast you're listening to, whether you're hearing it live for the very first time, whether you're hearing a replay on YouTube, or whether you're hearing it audio only. This is a podcast available on all the aforementioned audio-only platforms. And if you're over there on the audio platform, please give me a five-star rating or review, whatever you can. I most certainly appreciate it. Now, you also have my particular websites to go to for sponsors. Uh, go to anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. Go to the front page. There's always articles there to give context to each video that I produce. I'll give you a summary. I'll give you exclusive video that I probably couldn't put on the YouTube. And I also have uh, sources. I always cite my sources. I never just put stuff out there with no sources cited. So if you ever want to fact check me, you could use my own website to do so and do your own research, do your own Googling, whatever you want to do. You can find the answers you seek. Again, anthonyblogan.com. Also go to the contact page on anthonyblogan.com to find my Social media accounts beyond YouTube, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all right there on the page. You can find my email address, my email address. Please don't spam me. I will block you. But 
Send me an email here every now and again, but don't send me 20 emails in a day, right? Again, everything's right there on the contact page. And of course, I got to do my PSA all the time. And I think I'm going to just record a short video and put it at the top of each video, like in the comment or something. Um, I'm talking about the whole spam thing. Now, you guys know there's a bunch of uh, spammy accounts all over the internet, not just YouTube, not just on the ABL channel, but everywhere, there's spam accounts. And typically what happens is if I put out a new video and you guys comment on it, there will be a comment to your comment. There, there'll be a reply to your comment. And it looks like it's me, but it's not me. They'll say things like, hey, contact me on this number. I, I know about FinTech. I know about uh, uh, Bitcoin and uh, Forex. First of all, I don't know anything about Forex. I don't know much about Bitcoin. I know what it is. But if you were to put a gun in my head and say, hey, make me some money on Bitcoin. Hey, man, I might be going to the upper room because I don't have any I don't have any answers for you. So if there's ever anyone in the comments saying that they're me and contact them on this number and give them some money, I promise you that's not me. I will never ask you for money in the comment. I will never ask you for money, period. If you want to donate to me through the approved channels that are right here on YouTube, like Super Chat and stuff like that while I'm streaming or Anything that's on my website, that's something different. But if it's not on my website, if you don't see it right here on YouTube, it's not me. And I'm going to tell you just to be totally clear so there's no confusion. I'm never going to tell you to contact me for some kind of business opportunity or money or something like that. That's not, not going to happen. Now, if you are a sponsor or something like that and you say, hey, ABL, I want you to sell these uh, bags of frozen painted rocks to your um, to your subscribers, that's something different. We could communicate through official channels and the best way to find official channels would be on the contact page of my website. My email is right there. If it's anything else other than that email, other than those social media accounts, it's not me. Please, please, please don't get scammed. Okay. Now we got quite a few things on deck for tonight. There, there's, there's a whole lot going on. Um, I'm not sure where to start. Can I start with a topic that's kind of off of the beaten path? Um, let's start with let's start with Dylan Mulvaney. Can we start there? Because I've been seeing this. Um, I'm not quite sure I want to do a video on this. I'm not quite sure if it's um, maybe YouTube appropriate. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing it right now on a live stream, but it's different because you know you kind of just flowing with it. But you guys may or may not know who Dylan Mulvaney is, okay? Now, Dylan Mulvaney is this guy you may have seen, and I guess he's trans or something, and he'll say, day 145 of being a girl, okay? I don't really want to play this guy's content, but I'll just show you who he is. It won't be anything that's uh, not safe for work, but you just kind of understand who this guy is just so we're on the same page. And the reason why I'm playing this is because Matt Walsh got in trouble for commenting on this person, and he got in trouble by other conservatives who said he was too mean and too harsh and too rude to this person. And I think that's a load of garbage. Um, so, okay, wait, wait, wait. Here, here it is. Let's, let's just play this right quick. And 
So this this is the person right there, Dylan Mulvaney. This is 20 second clips. You just kind of understand what's going on. Let's get some sound here and let's not bust your eardrums out. Okay, let's try this. Day 66, being a girl, and today I'm in nature. Trees, I love them. Water, lakes, I this This is a man, okay? I don't need to play no more. It's a bunch of videos like this with TikTok. Day 85 of being the girl, day 195 of being the girl, all this and that and the third. And this person started, I guess, on TikTok. And I saw him, her, Zim, Zer at an award show. It might have been the Grammys or something like that. I, I think this is the Grammys that this person was at. Hold on. And the reason why I'm saying that is because this person is being platformed on very big stages to confuse a lot of your children. If you kids are watching TikTok and they see that guy's videos come up, that can be a confusing message for them to get. Okay. So Matt Walsh had, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is your first. So this is the, the person right there at the Grammy Awards. Now, last I checked, Grammys were for musicians. So why is this person, a man, biological man, I guess now identifies as trans. They got face surgery and everything to quote unquote appear more feminine. I'm still seeing this big jaw. Okay, you could you could crack bricks with that jaw, but anyway, you are being platformed in a very high way. So Matt Walsh had a few things to say about him. I'll play a little bit about what Matt Walsh said, and then I'll play some of the reactions. And you guys tell me if Matt Walsh went too far, if you agree with what some of the commenters said or what's going on. All right, y'all let me know. Let me go ahead and cue that up right quick. Here we go. And this is from Matt Walsh's account. I may or may not play the entire thing, but of course you can go to Matt Walsh's blog on Twitter or to his YouTube channel and see it. And this says a heartfelt message to Dylan Mulvaney. Let's go ahead and roll it. Dylan, if that is the most attractive you will ever look, then I don't even want to imagine what you'll look like when you're at your ugliest. You do not pass as, a, as an attractive woman or as a woman at all. Uh, even with 50 pounds of makeup and plastic surgery and clever lighting tricks, even then you still cannot escape what you really are and what you will always be. You have successfully shed whatever parts of you were masculine, perhaps, at least on the surface. Nobody would ever describe you as masculine or manly, so you've got that going. But your femininity quotient has not increased at a rate commensurate with the loss of your masculinity. Um, you may not be masculine, but you also aren't feminine. Instead, you are you are weird and artificial. You are manufactured and lifeless. You are unearthly and eerie. You are like some kind of human deep fake. That's what you are. You are a man deprived of all the best qualities of men, but without any of the best qualities of women. Even your personality is contrived. Everything about you is fake. Nothing about you rings true. Nobody buys the act. You'll never be accepted as a woman by anyone, never by anyone. Even the people who pretend to accept you as a woman are only pretending because they're afraid of being lectured if they don't, or because they want to use you as a platform to virtue signal. But everyone who looks at you will see something pitiable and bizarre, something utterly unfeminine in every way. You will never be able to actually have the identity that you're trying to appropriate, nor will you ever be able to fully escape the identity that you're fleeing. The best you can hope for is some kind of limbo, the worst of all worlds. And yet, even in that limbo state, you will still be a man. Just not one that any of us can respect or take seriously. 
other than that, champ, you're doing great. So that was Matt Walsh's response to what Dylan Mulvaney is doing. Now, I'm going to play some of the reactions that he's gotten from the conservatives. Now, this ain't just, you know, of course, he's considered to be all kind of obics, obes, and nist by the left, correct? Because that right there is considered to be homophobic, transphobic, or whatever. He's going to be considered that by the left. But those on the right came against him as well. Now, this is, I guess, the video that he was referencing. And this person is talking about being able to steal your husband. I look so good. All this, that, and the third. All right. Let's check it out. It's day 335 of being a girl. And I wanted to go on record to say that this might be the hottest I've ever looked and will ever look in my lifetime. And I'm making this video so that in thousands of years, there will be evidence. Is it the dress? Whoa, 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 whoa. It could be the dress. Is it the makeup? Or is it the hair? Because I think it's the extensions. And when I have extensions in, I don't know my name. I don't know where I live. I just know that I love these. And I know that I look like I could steal a husband. But I want to promise you, look me in the eyes. I want to promise you that I would never do that to you. So, yeah, I think that might have been one of the videos that he was responding to. And just the overall thing that this person has been doing. All right. So you get you get the context. Now, let's look at some of the reactions from conservatives, quote unquote, conservatives. Let's see their reactions. And then I, what I want you to do is tell me, do you think that what Matt Walsh said was too much over the top or was it just right? Because remember, the left don't really care about trying to cater to us. Okay, I didn't mean call every type of N-word, everything up under the sun by leftists. You saw you saw what they did to um Brett Kavanaugh. He was trying to become the Supreme Court justice. Okay, false allegations, Time magazine cover, all that. He had to have an army of women come to his defense. An army of women. I've never seen anything quite like it. If not for that extraordinary, just unimaginable support that he got from women from high school. Years and years ago, he might even be here right now today as a Supreme Court justice. So keep that in mind when you're talking about, oh, Matt Walsh was too mean. But I don't want to poison the well. Let's go ahead and just play some of the reactions right quick. All right. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. I got to cue those up because I think that might have been on Matt Walsh's uh, YouTube page. Yeah. Let's go ahead and. Chris Rufo. No, not, not that one. Let's go ahead and check it out. There we go. Here we go. Now, let's start with the quartering. Jeremy from the quartering. Shout out to him. I don't really know him, but I've seen his work. He's an okay person, I suppose. It's not, it's not like it's untrue. It's not like... Dill Mulvaney is a male, and he will always be a male. And yeah. no matter how much... Ma- is that Sydney Watson, who used to be on the show with uh, Elijah? Now, now, now she's on with uh, the quartering. That's interesting how that works makeup or face feminization or whatever you'll always be a male this is like a reality i have a lot of contempt for these people like a lot of contempt you're talking about like woman face people yeah. you're not talking about matt yeah, yeah right well mm-hmm. i sometimes have contempt for matt but but less often than i have contempt for dylan mulvaney i have I, I get where he's coming from because like i have so much contempt for these people and the more that this drags on and the more that they denigrate females the more that anybody denigrates females the more angry i get and the more contempt i have for people who participate in that in whatever form that comes in so so far sydney watson i guess that's her name she's saying that she's she agrees with what matt wall said 
she's basically repeating what he said. But there's a but coming. Wait for it. Um, I don't know how. I don't know if there's a necessity or a point in just being like mean. Here's my take on it: is uh, and I, you know, obviously I'm much softer generally, but like, there's nothing he said that isn't true, but it accomplishes nothing. Yeah, all it does, brutal. it's just so mean that like yeah. mean. Is that where we at right now, conservatives? Me, stop being a big meanie. Is that where we are? Is that what we're talking about being mean? We're mean. The the right, we're mean when the left call us all types of, I mean, I'd have been called so many N-words by the left. It's not even funny. Not in person, obviously, because they're too cowardly to do that. They know that's not going to go very well for them. You know, I'm not even no big tough guy, but they don't want to do it. But online, I mean, mean is not even a word you would use to describe what they do on the left to us. But we're all of a sudden big meanie heads. Come on. It won't resonate and it won't change minds. And I will absolutely say. Yes. Now, of course, this is uh, Tim Pool. Shout out to my man. I don't know him. I, I don't know any. I don't. I don't know any of them. I've not met any of these people that are responding. Uh, I don't know them, but I just I appreciate and respect their work. Put it to you that way. Let's go ahead and see what he has. He has to say. That's mean. Yeah, Matt Walsh is being mean. I mean, come on. Matt Walsh insults Dylan Mulvaney as eerie, weird, and, and bizarre. You can get the point across without saying that. The major divide on this video is whether- This is Amala Equinobi. Shout out to Amala. I don't know her, but I was on the stream with her, I think, one time on Brandon's show. She um, is over at PragerU. Or not, the language was a, a little too harsh towards Dylan. You guys know me. You watch my show. You know how I talk about these issues. I am on the side of this being uh, too harsh, and I know there are many who will who will disagree with me. But uh, to me, there is no need for vitriol. I mean, do you reckon he's into her? <laughs> I don't know who these guys are. I don't know who these guys are. Y'all might know in the comments. But right away, they're trying to say that Matt's gay. It's, it's always the insult. You know, it's so weird because they'll say that you're a bigot for, uh, I guess you would say, quote unquote, attacking somebody who's LGBT and using their LGBTness against them. But then they call you gay right away. Oh, you're undercover. You like men. You don't want to admit it. Is it would, would that be a, a, a wrong thing or a bad thing if he was? You see how they do? It's so dumb. But are these guys conservative? If they are, I can't tell. Look like regular stone cold liberals to me. I feel like the idea of a conservative is kind of it's kind of gone. Now I won't say it's gone, but when you're talking about people that are on television, people that have big platforms, the idea of what a conservative is has been watered down so much that you got a bunch of liberals, random liberals posing as conservatives or saying things that we agree with on the right to get in our good graces, but in reality they're not us. It sort of does look like the sort of thing somebody would say that when they're slightly obsessed with somebody. Yeah, exactly. And look, factually, he's not wrong. Yeah. Is he? So everybody's saying that he's right, but it's too mean. The messaging is too mean. This this is soft behavior. This this is very soft. And mm -mm, this is this is dumb. I don't understand why that's a, a, a bad or a mean thing to say, especially when they all admit that he was right. If I'm right, then I'm right. Don't worry about how it gets across. No. Factually. Yeah. I, I don't look. If your job is to win hearts and minds, I don't think this is the best way of doing it. 
What if it's your job to get clicks online? Again, but do clicks lead to changing of opinion? No, I, I don't think he's trying to change anyone's opinion. What do you think he's trying to do then? Uh, he's trying to make people on his side feel like he's done something cool and said something that they think. Okay, so I won't play this entire thing. This, this, this was the last reaction. You, you pretty much get the picture, right? You get the picture. People saying that he's mean. This is like an 18-minute clip. Obviously, I won't play the whole thing here. The rest of it is Matt Walsh talking about the whole situation and explaining why um, you, you got to be harsh because the other side, they're harsh. The other side will say whatever they want to say about you. The other side don't care about your feelings. The other side will say Trump is a white supremacist. He hates black people. He hates Mexicans. He hates you. If you're a black person and you like Trump, you hate yourself. They don't care about being nice or anything like that. So why is it all of a sudden an imperative on our side to be nice? Furthermore, when you have people like Dylan Mulvaney and many others that advocate for child mutilation and other things with children, drag queen story time, things like that, why must you be nice with these people? Why must you try to uh, extend an olive branch to these people? You got you to gotta name and shame and really attack them the way they attack us. You can't. If it's a culture war, you don't win a culture war by just trying to hand out roses on the battlefield. If it's like that, and if it's not like that, then say that. And if it's not like that and we're being beaten, just surrender at that point. Just surrender. And, and just and just call it, just, just, just say, you know what, you guys win. Whatever you say is fine. Drag queen story time, toddlers, and tiaras with other stuff going on. Go ahead and do it. No problem. Just, just let them win if it's like that. So, yeah. I agree with what Matt Walsh said. What he said was factual. And I'm going to add this one last part here. You know, I, I think that people see this person, quote unquote, Dylan Mulvaney as a woman. But Dylan Mulvaney is a man. Dylan Mulvaney is a man. Now, this person might identify as something else. But this character right here is a biological, biological XY male. Okay. Whatever this person identifies as, I don't even know. If you were to put a gun in my head and say, hey, man, do you know Dylan Mulvaney's pronouns? Again, upper room time. I don't know. You tell me. Whatever this person identifies as day to day, I don't really particularly care too much. But I do care about the harm that's being uh, placed on the children. You know, I was watching some videos on YouTube. And I got a shout out to Charleston White yet again. And he's talking about how when kids are exposed to graphic material that is of, I guess you would say an alternative nature and they're going through a particular point in their life, right? They're kind of exiting their small childhood and going into being young, like, you know, teenage when they're, when they experience certain, when they see certain material, when they see certain things, it, be, it gets very confusing. They don't really understand what's going on. So then at that age, they're, they're kind of developing who they're going to be. And you're going to end up having what you see sometimes with these people where when they're young, they look like regular happy kids and they get to be 20 years old and they are, are a complete freak show. It's because they've been influenced that way from a young age. That's why they're trying to keep TikTok and stuff like that away from young kids because they understand that when the child's brain is developing, social media with all the stuff that's on it, Everything in the world is on it is too much for them to really process. So now nah, Matt Moss was not right. So I'm reading some of the comments here to see. Yeah, man, you, you at a certain point, and it's not even about trying to win people. It's not about 
people that people that say stuff like that, oh, you're trying to appeal to your base. People that say stuff like that think that that's how this whole thing works. You think that you could just say certain things that will attract certain people and that'll build your audience. I mean, I didn't build my audience that way. I built my audience. I built myself and I built a community with you guys by just being me, by being honest, by being truthful. Because if you could just say stuff that people agree with, then anybody could be a YouTuber. They could be a, a quote unquote celebrity or whatever. It's not, that's not how it works at all. Okay, that's simply not how it works. There's plenty of people that look like this cat Dylan that aren't going to the Grammy Awards. There's other things that are involved with it. That's not really how it works. You can't just say stuff to gain people. You got to be real with what you say. And you got you to gotta have a, an opinion that is thought-provoking, something that's uh, maybe even original. It, it can't just be a thing that you think sounds good on a sheet of paper or some kind of corporate statement. If that was the case, like I said, you could just have anybody, have a PR person set from behind the pen and pad, set from behind the camera, like operating the camera and go in front of the camera and talk that way. That's not how it works at all. You got to have certain, a certain je ne sais quoi, right? A certain something about yourself to make you be appealing to people as an influencer. And then if you say certain things that are controversial, it's going to go across well if it's true and it's going to be... Also, kind of, it, it'll also not go over well if people are offended. And it's hard to get offended at what's not true. It's easier, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, it's easier to get offended at true things, okay? It's easier to get offended at true things. If somebody was to call me gay, I'm not offended. Because I know I'm not gay. Now, if I, because me, I'm going to say things that are true and it's going to hit you down to your core. If I say, hey, you are 500 pounds, and I'm right. Like, if I say you 500 pounds and you five foot two, and you're actually five foot one and a half and 525 pounds, that's going to hit down to the core. Why? Because I guessed your height and weight. I was accurate. And I said a true statement that you don't like. But you come in whatever you want. It's not going to offend me. I know it's not true. It's simple. And that's just what it is. People are offended. Oh, I almost missed this point. I think people are defending this person, Dylan, because they see Dylan as a woman, but it's not a woman. It's, it's like an innate thing for people to protect, quote unquote, protect women, especially other men. They want to protect women from harsh men, quote unquote, harsh men. But this, this is we're talking about two men. We're talking about two men right here. OK, why is that you can fight another man like physically fist fight? I know you guys have done it in the chat, not everybody, but I know. Some of you guys out there have fist fought another man, whether you were five years old doing it or 25 years old. You didn't fist fought your male friend and afterwards you shook hands and it was all good. So would somebody say, hey, man, you punched that guy in the face, knocked his front tooth out. You, you were too mean. You went too far over the top. Is that what they're going to say? Whatever happened to men being men and standing on your manhood and your masculinity? Is that no longer a thing? Is that kind of passe? Kind of just old school. In 2023, we don't do that anymore. We just kind of kowtow to whatever the left says, trying to trying to meet them halfway. But they don't do it to us. They don't meet us halfway. Hey, minimum wage increase, $100 an hour, 100 bucks per hour. We don't want any minimum wage. And we're saying, oh, well, 15 might be okay. No, let's just stay. Let's just say what we want. And, and fight for it rather than trying to um, meet 
people halfway. That doesn't work because they don't do it on their side and they get what they want. Okay. We're trying to negotiate over the border. Oh, well, if we give you the dreamers, we can get a border wall and a few more agents. Nah, man, close the wall, build a wall. Simple. Let ain't no, ain't no halfway build a wall. Why is that so hard to understand? No illegal immigration. Enforce the law. And we're, we're talking about law and order, having a country of laws, all this, that, and the third. And we just totally ignore a bunch of laws. Totally ignore it. The left are weird. It, they talk about having uh, stricter gun laws, but the gun laws that exist don't really get followed. You could be a violent felon in some of these cities with guns and get slaps on the wrist. Okay, you're 15 years old with an illegal handgun with a switch on the back. Makes it fully automatic. You shoot into occupied dwelling to get two years. Or you might not even go to, to prison at all. Dumb stuff. But we need tighter gun laws, right? It's so weird. But I digress. I'm getting triggered. I'm, I'm beyond triggered. It's hot in here because it's like 1,000 degrees in the south. Is, is it hot where you are right now or is it cold? It's literally 80 degrees right now at 8.30 p.m. in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't know where you guys are, but it's, it's definitely hot. And it'll probably be snowing tomorrow. It's crazy out here. So, yeah, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Don't compromise. Don't meet these people halfway. If you want something, go for it. And we don't ask for unreasonable things, right? What did we say? Follow the law. Laws in the books, follow the law. If you can't come here illegally, then don't do it. It's so dumb. Oh, they want a better life. Well, how about this? How about this, right? I come from the hood too, and I want a better life. So how about I break in your house and take whatever you got and sell it because I want a better life. Oh, you don't want to do that? You want to call the police? I, I got to go to jail? Oh, okay, cool, cool. But you can have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people from all over the world, not just Mexico, but all over the world. It's, it's, it's kind of a, I know a normie when I hear one. I, I know a normie when I hear it. Normies think, oh, they're Mexicans and they, they want a better life. They're running from the cartel. That's, that's, that's normie talk. That's, that's TV talk. You got illegal aliens from all over China, Africa, Europe, Canada, uh, the Caribbean, Haiti. Like, it was a, it was a true normie moment. When the whole thing with the Haitians happened, remember, remember the whole thing with the Haitians and the horses and the whips, which were not whips. It was just horse reins. Remember that whole thing? And people were asking, hey, how they get to Mexico from Haiti? What did they do? Swim? I'm like, <laughs> y'all don't get it. Y'all don't understand. This is not they're not just walking here. They're, they're catching flights. They're, they're flying here. They're, they're getting on planes. They got money. They got money like they paying coyotes five, six, seven thousand dollars each for each time they cross. They're, they're not poor people all the time. Now, if they're walking from Mexico or Guatemala somewhere, maybe, but they're flying. They're coming from Nigeria. You got some Canadians, you got some Europeans, you got some Chinese. The number three um, group that comes across illegally are from China. Well, my, the, the number two group, okay, number two group behind Central America, you got the Chinese. Really behind Mexicans, you got Chinese. And I think even 
after Chinese, you got like Guatemalans, Mexicans, and then Chinese. How did they get all the way over here? Are they walking across the Bering Strait? Are they coming through the Aleutian Islands, Alaska? Is that what they're doing? Are they doing the old uh, Native American pilgrimage? I think not. They're hopping on a, a plane from Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Macau, et cetera, and going right to Mexico City. They're going to uh, Honduras. They're going to Guatemala, uh, Belize. They're going to Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, and getting in the car and driving to the border. Don't y'all get it? I'm getting triggered. I'm getting so triggered. But again, normies think that it's about poor Mexicans, which is why we can't play the whole trying to strike a, a middle of the road kind of thing. We got to tell the truth, the unfettered truth, regardless of what's going on. The unfettered truth. Stop playing games. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so crazy. And then the drugs. Oh, my goodness. They're talking about, oh, we got to stop the drugs and the guns. The border's wide open. It's wide open. You have a 15-year-old with a backpack on full of fentanyl, full of guns, full of pills, whatever you want. And then, really, I blame a lot of that on Big Pharma because they created fentanyl, they created Percocet, they created Xanax, they created Lortabs, they created uh, Oxycodone, Oxycontin, Percocet. Like, they, they created all of that, right? And Americans got hooked on it, which is the purpose because they continue to make money with Big Pharma. And then the cartels and China collaborate to feed our addiction. And they also create new customers because it's so readily available. They, they put the they put fentanyl in everything. You think you getting crack fentanyl, heroin fentanyl, weed fentanyl, everything's fentanyl. Now you now you are hooked on it. Now you're a junkie. And then we're talking about legalizing drugs. Drugs are a way to kill societies. I was watching a documentary about Iran, and Iran was complaining. Iran was complaining about the U.S. flooding them with drugs. Because they had a bunch of addicts on their streets in Iran. They were complaining about the U.S. flooding them with drugs. The same thing's happening to us from China. Is it revenge for the opium wars? It, although it wasn't the U.S. that did it, it was the West that did it, I suppose. Kingdom of Great Britain flooding China with opiates back in the day, the whole opium wars thing, where they, where they fought them, where the, the Kingdom of Great Britain fought China to make them allow the sale of opiates in their country. Same thing is going on here. We're being flooded with it, killing Americans. Number one cause of death for all adults age 18 to 45, opiates. A lot of that is a synthetic opiates like fentanyl, like uh, all the big pharma stuff. Anyway, all right. Um, I'm, um, I'm triggered, of course, but I'm here. Oh, and the vax. And on top of that, the vax, that's something else. So if you don't kill over from the from the from the fentanyl, you'll kill over from the, the vex, allegedly, perhaps, potentially. I don't want Pfizer to try to sue me, although I can't sue them. That's funny how that works. How can you sue me, but I can't sue you? How is that fair? That's not the American way. I should be able to sue whoever I want to sue. Now I'm not saying I should be sue happy and just be litigious for no reason, but I'm saying, why is it a one-way street? That's unfair, but I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now, we got more topics on deck. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Ben Stein. All right, y'all know who Ben Stein is. 
He had the game show called Ben Stein's Money. He was on commercials with the really dry voice. Uh, let me see if I can find the commercial. You guys may or may not have seen this because you might not be. Oh, the clear eyes. Yeah, I remember the clear eyes. Wow. Hold on. Hold up. Hold up. For a drop. Let's, let's go ahead and play the clear eyes commercial. For you guys might be my age or a little bit older. You remember. For you guys in your 20s, you might not have ever seen this before. It might be a brand new experience for you. But if you know, you know. Let's go ahead and play this right quick. And then I get to what he said about Aunt Jemima. For dry, red eyes, clear eyes is a hit. It removes redness and as an ingredient to moisturize. Wow. The difference is clear. Clear eyes. So, yeah. Dry. The whole thing with Ben Simon was a really dry delivery and all that kind of stuff. That was really popular in the 90s. If you're like 22 years old, like, what's that? I don't get it, ABL. Like, move on. But if you know, you know. Anyway, that's Ben Stein back in the 90s with the Clear Eyes commercial. He also was a speechwriter back in the day for Nixon and Gerald Ford, believe it or not. But anyway, he put out a video recently talking about Aunt Jemima. Now, we all know Aunt Jemima got canceled, right? Because I guess she was too offensive for people, which nobody ever thought. I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up. We had Aunt Jemima pancakes and the, the, the pancake uh, mix and the syrup all the time. Nobody ever thought it was offensive. We had Uncle Ben's rice. We had Uncle Ben's rice because it was a black guy on the front. And I they took the black guy off because somebody's offended. Who's offended? Not us. And the, and the community, we weren't offended by that. We got it because it was a black guy on it. Same thing with Aunt Jemima. We got it because she's black. But now they're taking it off because it's offensive to who? To some random white and black liberals who probably grew up in an environment where that was never even really a thing. It's, it's so weird. Now, people are offended at uh, Ben Stein for what he said about Aunt Jemima. I think the main thing, because she was a large African-American woman, that's what she looked like back in the day. But he said that he would want to have her on the packaging rather than the white person or no person. But he's racist against black people for wanting that. So let's go ahead and play the, the clip here. If you guys haven't seen it in my video, and of course, you go to the website. I have this on one of the articles. Check it out. To do something which I sometimes do, which is to make breakfast for dinner. Aunt Jemima yummy pancake syrup. Now, this used to show a large African-American woman chef, but because of the inherent racism of Americans' corporate culture, they decided to make it a white person or maybe no person at all. But I prefer it when it's a black person showing their incredible skill at making pancakes. So God bless you all and have a good evening. So that's racist. That's offensive. Hey, I prefer the black woman, the large black woman, whatever you want to call her. I prefer her. I want her back. I don't want the white guy or nobody at all. I prefer that. But that's somehow offensive. See what I'm saying? Like, it makes no sense. I want her back too. Uncle Ben's, all of that. I was triggered, Uncle Ben's, because like I said in my video, like, like, like I said in the video, and I said it before, Uncle Ben looks like me. Like, I have an uncle who looks like me in the face, okay? Obviously, with if I was to do a clean shave, I'd be Uncle Ben in 50 years, straight up. I would be, I would look just like him. But that's somehow offensive, because they said uncle, that term uncle, 
referred to like a house butler back in slavery. So they're trying to say that he's like a slave caricature, but I don't see anything offensive about the way he looked. I never thought anything offensive when I was a kid. Nobody in my family did. We had Uncle Ben's rice, the, the brown rice in the pack that you put in the pot. I had Uncle Ben's rice as recently as like in my 30s. I would go to the store and buy Uncle Ben's rice to put it in the pot and make it brown rice. Yep. And Aunt Jemima, same thing. Nobody thought it was offensive. So it's so weird. So then they changed Aunt Jemima to Pearl Milling Company, took her off, took her likeness off, took the name off. And she had been there for 130 years. It was actual woman that was a spokesperson for Aunt Jemima who would travel the world. Matter of fact, hold on, let me pull the article up right quick. Let me see if I can pull that article. Yeah, she would travel the world. All right, so matter of fact, here it is. So this, this is one of the models that represented Aunt Jemima. Okay, this is um, back in the day. I can't tell when this is, but it's a long time ago. You see this picture? So you got a white man opening the car door for her. She's getting paid to do this. Okay, this, this ain't no, this is a fully grown woman, adult, making money, contract. The white man's opening the door for her, but somehow this is this is racist. Huh? When you are a paid contract employee traveling the world to promote a brand, I, I don't really understand how that's racist at all. Okay. And here's another um one of the original models, Nancy Green. So here's here's um Nancy Green's story. Nancy Green became the face of the product as a company's first black corporate model in the U.S. in 1893 at the World's Columbia Exposition in Chicago. Green was born a slave in Kentucky, according to the African-American registry. She was a storyteller, cook, and missionary. So imagine being born as a slave and then becoming a very major corporate company's first Black corporate model, a paid person, you're not a slave anymore. You've risen away from that. Like that, that's a crazy come up story to be born in bondage. You can't legally leave the plantation. And now you're traveling the world as a paid spokesperson. Your name's on food packages all over the world. People are buying it. Who's buying it? Black folks, white folks, everybody. But that's racist. That's offensive. So we're going to erase her history, take her off the package because we're woke. We're inclusive. <laughs> it's so dumb. It is so dumb. Yep. Uh, Boomhauer says, look up Blue Bonnet. White girl still on the box. And so is a Quaker Oats white man. You tell me. Exactly. Matter of fact, yeah. So Lando Lakes had an Indian woman on there. They took her off. They kept the land, removed the Indian. Sounds familiar, but I digress. Aunt Jemima took her name totally off called it Pearl Milling Company, took her image off. Uncle Ben's Rice took his image off and called it Ben's Original. Okay, but Quaker Oats, check it out. Quaker Oats still got the same white man from the beginning. He's still there. He's not been removed, right? That's And that's totally fine. All right, check it out. So still got the Quaker Oats, man. Now, of course, the Quakers were good people, but they're going to find something offensive about this guy, because of the way he looks, established 1877. So 100 and what, 40, um, 649, whatever many years. Over 140 years ago, still there, still the same image and no problem. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
that's fine. All right. And then what, what was the other one? Uh, let me let me go back. Oh, Blue Bonnet. So Blue Bonnet. Uh, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a good one. That was a good one, Boomhauer. Hold on. Blue Bonnet. There she is right there. Everything's better with Blue Bonnet on it. You see her right there? That's somehow offensive. You know, people are going to be offended by everything, I suppose, but she's still there. And these bonnets, I, I see people like wearing those in public, not the hair bonnets. I'm talking about like this kind of outfit. I see people dressing like that still. You know, what are like, like the Amish and Mennonites? I still see them out in public occasionally when I'm on the road somewhere or even just out here, just at the at the 7-Eleven. That's not 11, but little corner stores, they'd be in there like that. But yeah, it's totally fine. Leave, leave them right there. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. But all the all the ethnic people, nah, we can't have that. That's offensive. We're, we're offended. That's And that's just what it is. Chef Boyardee. Yep, Chef Boyardee. Yep. Oh, that's an offensive Italian. Oh, and, and the Notre Dame fighting Irish, all of that. Okay, hold on. Yep, Chef Boyardee, he's still there. He, he's, still, he's still doing it. Hold on. Let's look at Chef Boyardee. Can I get a bigger picture or no? Nah, let's let's try that one more time. There we go. So yeah, he's still there. He's still kicking. No problem. Can we get some um equality for real? Some some real equality? I mean, how, how about that? Because all I see is the people of color, quote unquote, being removed from their food packaging, but the white man still stays. <laughs> you know, it's it's so dumb. Hold on. Somebody said cream of wheat. Shout out to cream of wheat. Cream of wheat over grits all day, every day. I know I'm going to take arrows for that, but it's fine. I don't care. Matter of fact, hold on. Oh, that, that was a really good one. Cream of wheat. Somebody said it. Okay. So. Matter of fact. Great win. Let's show the original. And then the most recent. Like, I'm going to show you guys three images. The very first one. And then the one before the most recent. Okay. So check it out. Here is like the OG cream of wheat package, right? You see, you got a black chef. How is this offensive? He has on a regular chef outfit. A regular chef outfit. There's no name. There's no Uncle Billy, Uncle Bob, Uncle Danny, or nothing like that. So black man with a chef hat, coat, pants, a pot, and a bowl of cream of wheat with a little polka dot tie. How is that offensive? Huh? Then check it out. That's the original one, right? Not offensive at all. And then here is the more modern one with him. Red bow tie, white jacket, chef hat, bowl of cream of wheat. 1893, what's the problem? Can anybody really see anything offensive? It's, it's a story behind it, I suppose, but the packaging is totally fine. Okay, check it out. Check, check it out. Now, here we go. Look at that. Look at that. He's totally gone. Why? How does that help anybody? You tell me. Chef Boyardee's still there. Land of Lakes, nope. Chef Boyardee, yep. Uh, Blue Bonnet, yep. Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, nope. All the black uh, food product 
uh, ambassador, take them off. We don't got time for that. Oh, but, oh, wait, wait, there's more. There's more. There is more. I got another one. See, okay, you know, I, I'm being a little bit too harsh, right? I'm being too harsh. I'm saying that all the black people have been removed from packaging and they don't have anybody black anymore because it's too offensive and everything like that. You know what? I, I got to apologize right now because that's not right. I do have one very recent black person on a product package. You ready? You ready for it? All right, check it out. Now, nah, there we go. Yeah, that's better, huh? That's better. This is RuPaul. Now, if you're young, you don't know who that is. RuPaul is a man. And by the way, did you know that RuPaul is Cory Booker's cousin? I'm not, I'm not lying. RuPaul is Cory Booker's cousin. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to find um, a picture of them side by side. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Hold up. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Give me one second. We're going to find that. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. So on the left, that's RuPaul, a man who is a drag queen. And on the right, that's Cory Booker. Okay. Yes, they are cousins. I'm not quite sure if they first cousins, like if they moms or sisters or something like that. But they are cousins. Funny how that works, huh? It's like it's kind of all planned. But anyway, I digress. Back to RuPaul. So they put RuPaul on the box of Cheez-Its for some kind of commemorative thing, some kind of occasion. But you can't have Uncle Ben on the box of Uncle Ben's rice. Aunt Jemima is too offensive. The man on the box of cream wheat is offensive. Lando Lake's Indian offensive. But a man, this man is big, okay? Cory Booker's not a short person. RuPaul's like six foot five. A basketball-sized black man wearing a wig is not offensive on the food package. But somebody's meemaw, grandma, uh, we can't have that, man. No, professional black man wearing a suit, tie, all of that. Uh, no, 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 no. Older black man, so, you know, clean shave, looking, looking real good on the cover. No. Let's put the six foot five drag queen with the big crazy Dragon Ball Z Kakarot wig on, Super Saiyan, God Super Saiyan. Let's put them on the front of the Cheez Its box. That'd be perfect, right? That's what we're going to do. That's going to be very inclusive and not racist, not offensive to anybody. Huh? <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up. You can't. And this is what I'm talking about going back to Matt Walsh. We, we can't be trying to give them olive branches because you see what they do. They take away the positive images, the, uh, the, the, the positive uplifting images of people. And then this is what they want to be in, re in, in return. That's, that's what they want to have representation for black folks or whatever different minority groups. They want to put everybody in the same category They they want to mention minority, the same breath as gay. But last I checked, gay wasn't a race, black, white, Puerto Rican candy strike. Gay was just gay, and that's it. If you gay, I don't care. That's your business. What's a guy do with race, though? Why they got to link it together? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, um, I'm super triggered. Y'all y'all know how I operate. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's, that's, that's exactly what's going on. 
His show got 12 Emmy Awards, Hakeem. That's crazy. The RuPaul Drag Race. And if you guys don't know, the Drag Race is not about cars. They ain't got no Mustangs or Challengers or none of that good stuff. You don't, you don't got no Joe Biden cars on the RuPaul Drag Race. They're talking about uh, men dressed as women competing against them, each other, to become, I guess, the best drag queen. Okay. Matter of fact, how tall is RuPaul anyway? I think RuPaul is like legit 6'5". For real, for real. Six foot four, okay? Six foot four drag queen with heels on. This dude looking like Michael Jordan out there. We want to have that person on the front cover of a um, cheese-it box. Okie dokie, that's what's going on. Aunt Jemima was a great cook. Uncle Ben, great cook. The cream of wheat man, great cook. RuPaul, what, what, like, what, what does RuPaul cook? Hot dogs. Okay, I'm tripping. Let's let's let me. I'll, I'll retract that statement. I apologize to YouTube for that one. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now, do we have more? Do we have more? Yes, we do have more. Okie dokie. So, South Park. Have you guys seen the new South Park uh, episode or the clip that where they uh, were lampooning uh, Meghan Markle and her husband? What's his name? Prince Harry. That situation is crazy. I think that whole thing, I think Prince Harry wanted out of the royal family and used her as vessel to do it. He wanted to go be a podcaster in the U.S. rather than trying to be up under his brother's shadow. That's what happened, in my opinion. That's what happened, and now they're just weird. It's, it's a whole big mess. All right. But let's go ahead and um, play some of this clip. You guys know how... Uh, uh, TV is, they might try to give me a copyright claim or something like that, but, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm thug it a little bit. So they did a parody of them on South Park, and there was all kind of allegations talking about, oh, they're going to sue South Park. That may or may not be true, but they probably were upset. They probably were offended, but this is, this is right on it. This, this is 100% right because they keep talking about, we, we want privacy, leave us alone, but... You want that and then move right to L.A. You got Harry talking to Bob Iger, talking about, hey, my wife is interested in doing some work. You got some work for her? Bob Iger is the CEO of Disney, of Disney. You're talking about the big boss, the boss of all bosses. Disney is the parent company of what? I think Pixar, like like Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken, um, ABC, ESPN. This is the big company, the, the, the big boss. The boss of all bosses. He's at a party. You got Jay-Z, Beyonce, Bob Iger. He goes to Bob Iger and asks him for work for his wife. I mean, a complete nut. But anyway, they want to have privacy. They don't want they don't want to be bothered, but yet they're out there in public, going to events, doing all this stuff. Now, this episode of South Park was perfect in the way that they really parodied them, parodied them. Let's go ahead and play it if you haven't seen it so far. And I'm going to just come back like this occasionally because I don't want to get a claim. Toronto, it's I'm sorry for the loud noise. Let's RP headphone users. Let's try that one more time. Toronto, it's good morning, Canada. It has been several months now since our beloved queen has died. All Canadians are finding it hard to go on. All Canadians, that is, except for our first guest, the prince and his wife. We want privacy. We want privacy. That's hilarious. You coming out, <laughs> you coming out with signs saying we want privacy, 
on television. You got cameras, a whole audience, and everything else. It's like, man, come on. That's like when they did Oprah. That was the biggest mess. Them doing Oprah was I, that I, I couldn't even really believe it. But then again, I don't get surprised at much anymore. All right, thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here. It's great. So let me start with you, Sam. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Where? <laughs> that was hilarious. Shout out to them. And the fire truck red hair. I'm brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. These guys, 25-something years later, still got it. They still got it for sure. Shout out to the writers and everybody making this whole show happen. Yes, that's right, friend. You see, my wife and I are totally like you should write a book because your family like stupid and then so are like journalists. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. There you go. Perfect. 100% correct. Now, who is this guy? Is that Geraldo Rivera? This, this little triangle style mustache is giving me Geraldo vibes. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Let me know. We just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. Isn't it true, sir, that your questionable wife has her own TV show and hangs out with celebrities and does fashion magazines? What are you suggesting? Well, I just think some people might say that your Instagram-loving bitch actually doesn't want her privacy. <laughs> How dare you, sir? My Instagram-loving bitch has always wanted her privacy. And you know what else? To hell with Canada. We are leaving. We'll go find some quiet place where we can be normal people. Come on, wife. We want privacy. We, we want privacy. <laughs> so, yeah, sh shout out to South Park for that one. That was, that, that was good. I, I really enjoyed that. Comedy is not all the way dead. You know, they, they're trying to kill comedy. And I said it in my video about this particular thing here. They're trying to kill comedy because comedy is a place where you can tell the truth without being censored. Now, if I get on, t if I get on TV and I say something about the vax, right? I say the vax causes this, that, and the third. You're going to have heart problems, all this and that. If I say that, they're saying, hey, misinformation, let's censor you, get you out the way, you know. But if I kind of give it to you in the comedy fashion, then, oh, no, I'm just joking. I'm just playing. It's just, it's just comedy. But they, they want to attack comedy now because they understand that a lot of truth gets out in comedy. That's what's going on with a lot of these podcasts, Joe Rogan, et cetera. They want to get at him for that because he's able to get the truth out there in a funny way. That way they were done with the truth. Shout out to them. Shout out to South Park for doing that. Uh, uh, we, we need more of that kind of stuff to just see how ridiculous society is at times. All right. Yeah, we, we need we need that comedy for sure. Uh, Stephen Ray says South Park, Family Guy, Rick and Morty are still good. Do they, do they still make uh, Rick and Morty and Family Guy new episodes? I had no idea. I'm kind of out of the loop sometimes with certain stuff. I didn't I didn't really know about South Park like that until I just saw that clip. Yeah. But yeah, sh shout out to all those shows and everybody that's still uh, they're, they're still champions for comedy and for what it truly represents. You know, you, you could say truthful things in a funny way. People might get offended, but oh, well, if you're not offending anybody with your comedy, then is it even funny? Somebody might be, like I said earlier, if I make a joke about somebody being 5,000 pounds and they are literally 4,988 pounds, if they're right at the 5,000 pound mark, they're going to get offended because they weigh that much for real. And it's, and it's true. And they don't want to weigh that much. But it's funny because to get out of their house, they got to get a cherry picker or a bulldozer or a wrecking ball like Molly Cyrus. 
coming through and get you out the crib. I could joke about that, but if that's you, you're going to be offended. But that's comedy. You're going to offend people, but it's just comedy. Don't get triggered too much. Like how I'll be triggered on the show sometimes. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Now we have more. Um, let's talk about James O'Keefe. Let's get a little bit serious. So James O'Keefe is now out of Project Veritas. Now, I reported that he had resigned. Well, he didn't technically resign, but he did give like a speech resignation. Like he, he gave a speech where he was, I guess you would say, announcing his departure, but he didn't really resign, if that makes any sense. Like he, he was forced out, but I thought was the case from the beginning that he'd be forced out. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and go to... Um, let me see if I can find James O'Keefe. And you guys let me know, is Project Veritas done now? Is, is it a wrap? Will he be able to continue? Will, will Project Veritas continue after this? And will James O'Keefe continue after this? Y'all let me know in the comments while I find um, the video. You guys are saying uh, James O'Keefe is Project Veritas? And what I want to know is what exactly happened. I'm hearing different things. The, the main thing I'm hearing, I don't have any inside information. I know guys over at Project Veritas, but I'm not going to ask them what happened. I'm not really trying to do that. But all that I have just read, like you guys can read, is that um, there was a conflict between James O'Keefe and the board because Project Veritas is publicly traded. So it's not just, it doesn't just belong to... Um, it, it doesn't just belong to James O'Keefe. There's a board of directors, and they thought that James was not managing the company properly. So they decided to get him out. First, what happened was they put him on leave. And I think the writing was on the wall at that moment. Then they went ahead and basically fired him. But it wasn't quite that way. They, they took him off the board and out of his CEO position. So then the only thing left was to go ahead and just quit totally. He wasn't fired, but he was fired. That makes any sense. So, so here's the video. Here's some of it at least. I think there might've been a much longer video, but this is about a two minute clip. This makes sense for what we're doing right now. Uh, let's go ahead and put it on the screen and roll it. And uh, before, before I roll it, they hit the little sub, the caption says, uh, James O'Keefe addresses Project Veritas staff as he exits from the organization he founded following a high-profile board dispute. Our mission continues on. I'm not done. The mission will perhaps take on a new name. Let's roll it. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10x dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, but that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm gonna paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't, have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed and I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of 
what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. The day prior, I had informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately, but I was unsuccessful, and the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's Feb Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million views Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company, receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing. Mm. The, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. So, our mission continues on. I'm not done. The mission will perhaps take on a new name, and it may be no longer called Veritas, so Project Veritas. I'll meet a bunch of people around me, and I'll make sure, I'll make sure you know how to find me. So with that, I'm going to collect my things. I'm going to load them into my car. And I hope to see some of you soon. So, so that's that. That, that, that is that. Now, is, is that a green screen right there? I'm not sure. That, I'm not, that might not be. A, I, don't th I don't think it's a green screen. See, there's, there's somebody right there in the corner that has their face covered. Um, I think he's actually at, in front of Project Veritas, and it's people that he's talking to right now. And this is being recorded, and then he uploaded it to his channel, if I'm not mistaken. Again, this, this is a clip of a much longer video. The one I saw was like 40-something minutes. I might have been wrong, but it was longer than the two minutes you just saw. So, yeah, he was speaking to people here. And this conversation was known about, and then the news broke that he had resigned. Then the video came out to give further context as to what he was saying. So, um, what do you guys think happened? Um, some say that Project Veritas may have been infiltrated. I think the main thing was that it was public, publicly traded. Means you could buy stock in Project Veritas. So you have a board of directors and they can make decisions about the company. And even if you're the founder, you can be removed from your position. You can be removed as CEO, removed from the board, or whatever the case may be. Now, um, as far as um ownership, like as far as uh your your stock in it, I'm not sure how that works. But ultimately, he's not a Project Veritas anymore. And I think he'll start a new venture. So um, I think he was reading from a sheet of paper that he had. So sometimes when you want to talk to people and give an important statement, you want to write it out or have it written for you so you'd be able to get your point across a little bit better. So I wouldn't say scripted, but more just like prepared. It was a prepared statement that he probably wrote or had somebody write for him in collaboration to get a point across. So that's that. Um, Gut says it's a 44 minute long speech. It's a very short, it's a very short, it's a clip of the speech. So the whole thing was like 44 minutes long. That'd be probably on the Project Veritas YouTube page, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure if he still has that. Let me see if that's on the Project Veritas, because again, he's not there anymore. So um, is it going to be on James O'Keefe's? James O'Keefe's page or what's going on? 
So yeah, it's not on a Project Veritas page at all. Uh, let's see if it's on if he has his own page. Yeah, it's it's um, not on a Project Veritas. It's probably somewhere else. All right. So what's going on? Th says hopefully he'll start another business and make sure he won't be removed from the next business he starts. Well, I mean, it says it's nonprofit. Okay. So. We'll, we'll see how that works. He had printouts of text messages. Hit team up with louder. <laughs> he said, somebody said they team up with louder Crowder and get louder. Hilarious. That That is hilarious. Now, what do you think is the straw on the camel's back, so to speak? It, was it the whole Pfizer thing? Because reports say, and again, I don't have inside information. I know guys over there, but I don't have inside information. I'm just talking about what I've seen reported in the media and that's it. But they were talking about, um, it could have been the Pfizer situation. That was the last thing, the last, the final straw, because maybe there's some connection with Pfizer, some of the money, some of the donors. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I think there was a deeper issue that had been going on for a long time because I was reading more about this and it didn't make any sense. They were talking about, um, there were some incidents that happened that led up to this. Talking about James O'Keefe called somebody the, the P word. It start with a P and end with a Y. And it's like a derogatory term. If you're soft, like a soft male, you get called this word. But I'm like, really? Is that enough to cause basically a coup, an internal thing to remove somebody as a CEO? Is that enough? And then it was a dispute between him and somebody Um just like minor little stuff that shouldn't really be a problem at all. And I feel like any business or any people that know each other may have disputes like this. And it doesn't end up with the whole thing falling down. I think that's probably not how that works. I'm sure there are a lot of heated arguments on Capitol Hill in DC, but it's not enough to go to the press and start talking and get somebody removed. That's not really how that works. Hey, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't try to, y'all, you guys saying, saying everything else, but it, <laughs> somebody said pudgy, hilarious, <laughs> not pudgy. I know, I know what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a curse word. Pudgy is not a curse word, but I would not say this word right here on the YouTubes. So y'all could just put two and two together and get four. Somebody said pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, we're going to see where, where he lands, but I think there's a lot more here is going to come out later. Um, the, the excuses that were given didn't make any sense talking about, Oh, he called me a name. I got offended. I think there's a lot more to it for sure. Uh, Gordon says view Robert Barnes to find out what's up with Veritas. Um, but that, that's, that's a, that's a good point right there. Uh, Lethe, I know I'm telling, I know I'm telling your name, but I'm sorry. Says, well, look at how soft everyone is now. Soft, sensitive, and subservient. Facepalm. I, I agree. I agree. People are very soft. So you get called any kind of little name. All of a sudden, now you want to go to HR. You want to get somebody fired. You want to sue. You want to get some money. All kind of stuff. Dumb stuff. All right. And, um... Speaking about, somebody said it right there. Biden pull up the Air Force One stairs again, leaving Poland. 
Speaking about um, <laughs> that, why is your man Joe Biden in Poland? I almost forgot about that. Why is he in Poland? What is, what good will that do? And you should, you know where you should be right now, Joe Biden, is in East Palestine, uh, Ohio. That's where you should be, where they had, um, where, where they had, the um the the train derailment and the and the toxic spill, that's where you should be, but rather than that, you wouldn't be over in East Palestine. I mean, pardon me, you wouldn't be in 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 Poland, talking to them and then falling upstairs. And let me see if I can find that clip right quick. I know I have it of Biden falling. And if you like what you hear so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Now he fell he he fell up like he fell forward. Let me see if I can find it. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. Let me let me find it. And of course, Trump was there in East Palestine. How, how does the former president make it to East Palestine before the sitting president does? It's it's completely a, a mess. Um, can I find the, the, the Biden clipper? No, I'm gonna find it right now. Y'all give me a second. Here we go. All right. So here we are with the Biden clip and let's put it on the screen right quick. The caption, this is from, this is a real person. Congressman Tony Troy Niels. Says Joe Biden falls and trips up the stairs again while boarding Air Force One. Embarrassing. Let's check it out. So that that wasn't as bad, but he's always doing that. It's always he's always tripping. It's like, and it's just it just shows how this guy shouldn't really be there. You know. I understand you got stairs and sometimes you could trip, but it's like all the time. First, it was the whole thing with the bike, fell off the bike. Then it was, it was stairs that he tripped over. Now it's, it's always something. But you know, he's 80 years old. And at a certain point, it's like, <laughs> we, we got to be able to understand that these people shouldn't really be that old in office. Now, you have some 80-year-olds who are perfectly fine, very sharp, sharp as a attack, sharp as a razor. I get it. But, I mean, come on. At the end of the day, we're all human beings here. We can't live forever. We're not going to be as spry and athletic as we were in our youth. And he is a prime example of that. I see him all the time. Every every time he gets on a plane or off a plane, I expect a stumble, a fall, or something. Now, what I don't want to happen is for him just to have a, a fall fall and be on someone falling that can't get up type stuff, breaking the hip or something like that. Let's not have that happen. That'd be the worst case scenario to have him fall like down the stairs. That'd be bad. Now you're gonna have Kamala Harris. It, it's gonna be a whole it's gonna be a mess. If Joe Biden cannot be the president anymore during his term before the next guy comes in. Oh, 
it would be a mess. A whole big mess. It's it's bad now. It'd be worse at that point. Guarantee you. Because of all the action that's going to happen to have him be to have him be replaced. All right. So now, uh, speaking of uh presidents and all that good stuff, Trump went to Ohio. And let's see if I can just play that for you guys right quick. All right. Hold on. I think I have uh I got a few clips from Trump. People are going to say this, oh, it's a it's it's PR and whatnot. Maybe so, but at the end of the day, he's there. They, they're going to send booty gig out to East Palestine, but it's like, man, that ain't going to get it. You need to have the guy. You need to have the guy out there, okay? Because if you don't have the guy, it's like, what's the purpose? And maybe he's not necessarily wanted out there, but maybe he is. All right, hold on. So. Let me go ahead and put this on the screen. I got pictures. I got videos. I got all that good stuff of Trump out there in East Palestine. So he's handing out hats to people. Uh, MAGA hats. Trump 45. And they're loving it. Right? At the McDonald's. Doing his thing. And then here's another um, video of the McDonald's. Let's go ahead and put that up. And here's some sound. I like that one, but this one's even nicer. The more expensive I can tell you, this is triple the price of that one, right? Get old Trump. You know what that is? That's the best. That's the best. Look at those boxes. I mean, he's he's there. Where's where's your man biting at? Sometimes they want to just. People of the community, especially out there, they feel like they're forgotten. They feel like nobody cares. And they want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want recognition. They want help. Be totally honest. Okay. Um, This might be out there in the same place again. Okay. People are happy. Kids piggyback riding, taking pictures, all kind of stuff. Right. And here's more. Out there in East Palestine, yeah, that's, that's the same picture. But here's a video of the same picture you just saw. What are you making about Biden not showing up? You showing up before he did? Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. Hey, Trump, take a picture of my phone. Man, that the eyes on my, my man right here, Secret Service agent, he's not playing any kind of games. Look at this right here. <laughs> he didn't see some things and some stuff before, so don't try it. it. It'd be your last time trying something if you try something. But out here in this community, it's going to be all love for Trump, for sure. And Ohio, that's Trump territory. Thank you, so that's that's one video there and then do we have more oh now here is now somebody going to say he's just out there for a photo while ABA okay what is he really doing well um here's a video from Benny tens of thousands of pounds of food um of, of goods food water being delivered to the people of East Palestine Ohio 
right now before Trump's visit. Trump paid for all of it. Number of goods delivered from the Biden administration, zero. FEMA won't go out there and help. When this story first broke, they were talking about how churches in East Palestine were calling local businesses to have food given to them, like through donations, to get donations for food, okay? But yet, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up. Here's, here's a picture. I, I got to show you guys this picture right quick for to show, to show the contrast, right? Give me one second. I'm, I'm going to play this, put this picture on the screen. Um, this, this is going to kind of irritate you, but you got to see it. Okie dokie. So hold up. Now, this is what your man Biden's doing. And you see who that is, right? You see, you see your man, uh, Zelensky caption that photo. You got Zelensky and his, uh, sweatpants, fatigue, sweatshirt, uh, little size for children's boots. Looking at Joe Biden signing a document. What is he signing? Is that a check for more cocaine and sweatpants and baby shoes? Huh? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we really doing? That's what Joe Biden's doing. He has no issue giving that man billions of dollars. Billions would it be? Billions would it be to fight a proxy war against Russia? He has no problem going to Poland and stoking the proxy war against Russia. Okay. He has no problem with that. Talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to protect you guys because if Putin takes Ukraine, he wants to take y'all. He don't want to take no Poland. He does not want this. This is not Adolf Hitler. Okay, but I'm getting triggered. So anyway, he's over here doing that while Trump is out here paying for a lot of goods to go to the people of East Palestine, Ohio. Let's check out the video. Okay, look at all that right there. Look at all that. It's undeniable. It's, it's undeniable. 500 million more dollars. Is, is that what it was? Okay, so Biden was right there signing a check for 500 million dollars. 500 million more dollars. We've given what over hundred billion dollars. I know it's been billions. I think over 100 billion we've given so far. And we got to give 500 million more dollars bogus. But here is Trump giving his money to this cause right here where it's needed right now today. And talking about, Oh, you can't drink anymore. The tap water, drink bottled water only. Anybody saying, how are you going to be able to afford it? Here comes Trump coming through. Yeah, sh shout out to the volunteers. Sh shout out to Trump for paying for it. Shout out to the community for just holding strong and being resilient. Look at all that. I'm seeing canned foods. I'm seeing water. All of that. It's undeniable. I mean, what are we doing? So Ever Ranger Xbox says $117 billion so far. $117 billion with a B billion dollars so far that we've given to Ukraine. But East Palestine is begging for FEMA to come out there and they're not even doing it. We got to get regular normies to come on and volunteer their time to help them. So you see where their priorities lie in the administration. This is ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Okay. For real, for real, I don't care about Ukraine at all. If they, if they fall or stand, I don't really particularly care. I couldn't get, I couldn't care less actually, as a matter of fact. Now I'm not trying to say I want people to fall. Don't get that misconstrued. I'm just saying that's not my, that's not my responsibility. If somebody was to ask me, Hey, what is your concern? What are you concerned about more? The people of East Palestine, Ohio, or the people of Ukraine? 
I'm going to say people East Palestine, Ohio, anywhere in America, I'm going to be concerned with more than a foreign country, period. They got a conflict. So what? It's Europe. They've been fighting for a long time. Okay. That, that, World War One, World War Two, World War Three. now. Um, this conflict, that conflict, this religious groups and that religious groups. Um, now you got a, a Slavic civil war. Okay. That's their business. Let, let, let them handle it. Meanwhile, over here, we got people that are really suffering, that are really struggling with what is natural disaster. Didn't they say that Camp Lejeune had vinyl chloride in the water and that's why now they're talking about people had cancer and stuff like that later? I'm going to fact check myself on that just so I know that I'm telling the truth. Um, and we've seen, you, you guys have seen um, those uh, commercials. If you were at Camp Lejeune for X, Y years. Hold on. Matter of fact, I have, I got, I got proof right here. Check it out. Okay. Now this is from a government website. I'll read this right quick. Okay. You, you guys are saying, yeah, I'm right about that. So uh, what chemicals were found at the Tara terrorist treatment plant? Um, I'm going to just get down to the nitty gritty. Um, over time, PCE degrades in groundwater to TCE, trans 1, 2, DCE, and vinyl chloride. And these chemicals in the drinking water, um, it, it was high, and that's what the problem was. So if you drink that water, these chemicals in it, then now they're talking about, oh, you might have been exposed. There's, there's a high cancer risk. You may have gotten cancer, all this and that, and the third. And then they're saying, yo, call me XYZ person to be part of a class action lawsuit and you're able to get paid. It reminds me of what they did with asbestos too. People working at the shipyard or if you were in the military back in the day or if you were a construction worker, wherever it was, especially in the military, you could put in to get um, – Compensated from the asbestos exposure. Same thing going on with the vinyl chloride, but somehow it's not really a problem. Some of some, oh, you can drink, you can drink the water. Really? You, you can drink the water over a long period of time and it's not really a problem. There's no reason to actually deal with that issue. It's crazy. Um. So yeah, Camp Lejeune and East Palestine got the same problem, vinyl chloride. And other chemicals, not just vinyl chloride, but other chemicals that they conveniently forgot to mention the first time. Oh, by the way, it's not just vinyl chloride. It's XYZ chemicals as well. It's like four other chemicals that were found in the particular area. Funny how that works. It's right on the river. It happened right on the river. It's like a tributary of the Ohio River. So it's it's a problem. It's a, it's a really big thing. All right. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. So yeah, you got your man uh, Trump out there in East Palestine, Ohio, and Biden out there in Poland, barely able to get words out. Um, it's, it's a mess. It's a total mess. But we see where the administration's priorities lie. They're more concerned with foreign wars, imperialism perhaps you know trying to start conflict with russia that's what it is they they want to have russia be the boogeyman <laughs> it's it's so crazy 
So we're going to see. And I'm also seeing people announce their presidency or their their their, their um, presidential campaign. Um, my man from India, or he has an Indian name. I can't pronounce the name. I'm sorry, y'all. Please forgive me. If I pronounce it, I'm going to just say, Hashimamalahabana. I don't know what his name is. Y'all know what I'm talking about, though. The multimillionaire, he announced he's going to be running for president in 2024. Uh, Nikki Haley, of course, she announced. I think Tim Scott may have announced or did a soft announcement. Um, did he announce today? So he, he gave a speech in Iowa, but he didn't actually announce. I, it, maybe he's just trying to get a gauge of what his speech did, see if he's going to run. Tim Scott has no chance, though. I like Tim Scott, but he has no chance as a conservative because he has a lot of he has some liberal points of view too. Um, and I think that the two main guys, I don't think anybody has a chance really, except for Trump or DeSantis. At Nikki Haley, um, the, the my man Vivek, um, they don't have a chance. It's between Trump and DeSantis. That's it. And on the left. I think they're going to put Gavin Newsom in there. They'll put all their motion behind Gavin Newsom. He's going to be their front guy. And he'll have, he have a good chance of getting a nomination. And it'd be a good battle between, if you have Gavin Newsom versus Trump or DeSantis, it'd be a good battle for sure. Because we know how bad Newsom is as a governor. We know how bad his policies are. But the entire country, you're dealing with normies that don't understand much about stuff like this. They don't understand politics. All they know is if you are a soccer mom or something like that, don't know politics, you guys do, of course, but I'm talking about normies, mouth breathers, guys that work a period day, eat a hand sandwich, they don't know what's going on. They're going to see him, think he's attractive, and they're going to say, oh, California, California's beautiful. They've never really seen California. They may have seen a postcard of the mountains and stuff like that up in the wine country, but they've not seen Los Angeles or, uh, or San Francisco They've not seen the dope fiends outside doing whatever they want to do on the ground. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Excusing themselves right in front of your establishment, right in your car. They don't see that. They don't see the, the, the dope fiends like zombies all over the place. They don't see that part. They don't see the policies, the very high taxes, people escaping California. Even those that are not in California anymore that have fled to Arizona, that have fled to Texas, that have fled to Tennessee, that have fled to Georgia, they don't understand what they have actually escaped. They still want to keep the same policies that they had in California, not understanding that those policies gave them a bad situation. They had to escape the very thing they voted for. They voted for Gavin Newsom. They voted for very high taxes. They voted for drug legalization, all kind of dumb stuff. And then when they come to Texas, they do the same thing. And all they get is a California enclave called Austin. That's what they get. So, yeah, if you're coming from California and you got the liberal mindset at all, center left, center right, stay over there because we, we don't got no time for that, you know, or stay in one pocket. If you must stay in one pocket and let it be a small number of you guys. Um, it was something funny from Marsha Taylor Green. She announced that there should be like a moratorium on people voting that came from liberal states. Like, for example, if you came from California, and now you're in Georgia, now you're in Tennessee, Texas, Arizona, you shouldn't be able to vote for a while. That's not realistic, but I mean, I, I feel like that too. I really do. Because they come to a place and ruin it. Whenever I see California plates in Tennessee, I, I kind of just, I'm like, oh man, here we go. Here we go. 
I know I'm judging. I know I'm being prejudiced, but so what, man? At a certain point, you, you could be a perfectly fine California. A lot of you guys in the chat are in California. Are you from California? You guys are beautiful, magnificent. I'm not referring to you, but your neighbors, your ridiculous Karens coming to Tennessee, Davidson County, Hamilton. Uh, you guys got to go back over there. Tell your neighbors. Matter of fact, here's, here's what I'm going to do. If anybody, like, let's say there's a Reddit thread and they're talking about, I live in California, I want to relocate. Um, is Tennessee good? Is it a good place to be? I'd be like, look, man, Tennessee is crazy. We got these big spiders. You got cell phone sized spiders. They fly, they jump, and when they bite you, you'll die in an hour. That's what I'm going to say. I'm like, oh, for real? Like, yeah, man, it's crazy. I don't recommend it, man. Like, stay over there because I'm dodging Mary Day. I got a net on my bed like I'm in the Caribbean, so I don't get bit in my sleep. It's a mess, man. So stay in California. Do with the wildfires rather than these these flying, uh, gigantic cell phone size, cat size uh, insects that kill you in your sleep. Don't do it. Stay over there. That's what I'm going to say in the rate of thread, just to throw them off course because I don't want them to be here, but I digress. I wanted to find a video. Well, there's a few videos I want to show you guys um, to just display I saved quite a few things. Yeah, those spiders are crazy, man. Don't do it. Yeah, don't don't do it at all. Um, Maga General says ABL states. Oh, he's saying ABL states in the law banning Californians from their states like Texas. No Californians allowed. Bill. I mean, I'm with it. It's probably not realistic, but I'm with it. I, I definitely, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Something like that because we we need it, man. It's 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 really a mess out here. It's it's a bit crazy mess. Um. All right, I got a video for you guys. Hold on one second. Hold on one second while I get to it. And oh, Don Lemon came back to the air after being, I guess you would say, gone for a while. I think it wasn't even a suspension. It was just like he was he was on vacation for um the holiday weekend. He was gone Friday and Monday for the holiday weekend. Then he come then Tuesday, he was in some kind of re-education class, a re-education camp, because of the things he said about Nikki Haley about not being in her prime on his that in the third. And by the way, Don Lemon didn't say anything wrong. I gotta defend Don Lemon on that one. He didn't say anything wrong. But people are gonna be offended because you know, if you offend the, the feminist paradigm, then you got to get punished. That's all that that was. But he didn't say anything wrong at, at all, not in the least bit. But here's a video. Now, this person, I don't know what is going on with this person. If they have some kind of disability, they're not really mentally all the way 100%. If the trees ain't really in the forest, if there are a few trees short of a forest, if there are a few crayons short of an entire 64 account box. If there are a few knives short of an entire silverware set, I don't know what's going on, but this person is the lead juror in the Trump Georgia grand jury. I think what's happening is you got the, the DA down there, Fonnie Willis trying to make a name for herself, trying to become Kamala Harris jr. Right. Um, she's doing some good things out there with the, um, the Atlanta street gangs, um, uh, uh, young thugs crew, it might, it might be Lil Baby Crew next, 4PF. She's doing good things down there with that because Atlanta crime is out of control. But she's also trying to attack Trump. Now, I don't know how you can be the 
Fulton County DA out there in Atlanta dealing with these young dudes and Hellcats and Chargers breaking into cars and houses, stealing cell phones and guns and laptops. How are you dealing with that? And then you're focusing on Trump and the whole kerfuffle surrounding the voting in Georgia with the all of that going on. Like, that's just a big mess. But anyway, here is the lead juror. Let's check her out right now on the screen before you. And let's get some sound. Personally, want to hear from the former president. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment personally so that's 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 the lead juror right there she she's the leader of the the jury now i don't know what's going on like is that an adult i suppose it's an adult because you got to be an adult to be on the jury right you can't be a, a teenager and a kid to be in the jury this person might be like mid-20s early 30s but sounds like she's 15 years old i mean so i'm not sure how we're going to really it's going to be a mess. That that trial is going to be a mess. Just already. Okay. It's it's going to be a mess. So we'll see how the whole thing goes. She looks 12. Yes, she does look 12. But that's, that's a fully grown adult. You can't be 12 years old in the jury. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, you look 12, but you're probably about 32 years old. It's not Dylan. Nah, not Dylan. That is somebody else out there in the, in the um. and you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. When I was a kid, I used to go to Atlanta. Well, like Marietta, because my, my, that's where my uncle lived for a while. So I would go there occasionally. And this is like 90s, early 2000s, like like 90s, really. It was much different there at that point. Um, it was a, it was at one time seen as like this black mecca, a lot of black money. And it's, that's there. You can see that there. But it's not quite what you may think if you think that way. That's kind of an old school way of looking at it. Um, you go to Atlanta, you go in the city, you go to Little Five Points, you go to Pints, all that kind of stuff. You're going to see people that look just like that. You're going to see a bunch of her out there in, in the shop shopping around. It's white, it's white Liberalville, straight up and down. It looks like Austin, Texas, and Atlanta, and certain, certain parts of the city. Now, if you go to other parts of the city, it's not the same way. It's, it's, a, it's a, a very interesting place. You're going to have people look just like her. And you be at a restaurant with her and then a 21-year-old um, black dude with a Hellcat outside. Smelling like weed and everything. It's like it's a whole big jumble of cultures, depending upon where you are. And in some, in some spots in the Atlanta metro area, it's like you're in Alabama. And then some spots in the city, it's like you're in Dallas, Texas. Not, not Dallas Park. That's a, New York City. Or Bro- Brooklyn, something like that. You know what I mean? It's different. It's definitely different. But yeah, that's not uncommon to see in Atlanta. But if you like what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. So somebody says their Instagram is all spellcasting. Here's a question. Where's the actual um, location? Is it Atlanta or in the area like um, Dunwoody, like where's she actually at? I'm not trying to dox her. I'm just trying to say, I'm, I'm just trying to understand kind of where she is. 
Um, Max L says, what's so bad about white liberalville? Politics aside, these are safe areas to live in. Um, not in Atlanta. <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. Because what's happening is you kind of like get, you're, you're, you're getting areas that are becoming, they're, they're kind of like transitioning. So it would be, it's kind of hard to explain. In the city, it's a lot of crime going on. And that, that's, that's where they be. So it's not quite like what you think. You know, now, if it's white conservatives, it's something different. If it's, if it's a conservative place, then that's better. But white liberals, no, not not really. Not not in Atlanta. Maybe somewhere else. But ATL, no, no, no. That's not how that really works. Not in the city, at least. If you go outside the city, then it's not liberals there. That's more conservative, and that's safer out there. But Buckhead, Midtown, nah, uh-uh. <laughs> um, uh, where else? Like, little five points, punts? Not really. They'll be the main ones that get robbed and shot. But I digress. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a it's a different kind of place. All right, let's keep on going here. Oh, so Jack, Jack Posobiec, uh share the profile info. Okay, let me go to let me go to Jack's page right quick. Shout out to Jack Posobiec. Jack always has the information. Um, again, I'm not trying to dox this person. I'm not, I'm not I don't want to dox or harass this person. And anytime I talk about um anybody like normies do not harass them don't do anything like that because we don't get that kind of that kind of time you know i'm not really interested in that i'm just interested to see kind of what's going on jack has too many tweets to really go through i might try to find that a little bit later all right that gets everything i wanted to get to i think i did shout out to valdosta yeah shout, shout out valdosta Mega country is safest. That's right. Mega country. When you go outside, like where I live, it's very safe. Okay. I'm out here. Um, not quite in the country, but close to it. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I thought about moving to Atlanta, but I, that's, mm -mm. I, I'll go visit the city, but living there. Nah, <laughs> I ain't trying, I ain't trying to have a, um, a, 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 a gunfight every night out there. I'm cool. I am good money. And if I was to live there, I live outside in a more conservative area, like far up and away from the city. All right. Let me see. I'm reading some of the comments here. Let me see. All right. Let me find that from Jack if I can, and then I will get right back to it. If I'm able. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to just continue and then... If I can find it just during the show, I'll, I'll pop it up like during the call. Alrighty. And actually I'm kind of out of time. I didn't get to, um, not, not out of time for the show. We're going to keep on going. We got, we got calls to get to in a minute, but I didn't get to Jeffrey star or the Indiana high school. I might do that at separate time. Um, shout out to Jamie. Jamie says, are you and Bryson great friends? Yeah. Yeah. Bryson, good friend. Shout out to Bryson. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, very cool with Bryson, Bryson Gray. Alpharetta is beautiful. If I was to go to the metro area in Atlanta, I would live in Alpharetta. I love Alpharetta. Love it. That is my type of town. You know, where I live right now is similar to that vibe, although obviously Alpharetta is much bigger than where I live right now because it's in the Atlanta metro area. About 30 minutes up. 20 minutes up, like up, up 400, you can go straight up there. Not far from, not far from Lake Lanier. 
you know, you got a lot of stuff out there not for ready to do. I was just out there recently, like a few days ago, actually. Love it out there. So if you if you live in that area, Alpharetta, and you see this big six foot dude with a great beard and his glasses, it's me. Just if, even if it's not me, just approach me like, hey man, are you ABL? Just just do it. Run up on me. Shout out to Mableton. Um, somebody says, Oh, did ABL talk about the latest Arcan side? Is there more um Clinton stuff going on? I had no idea. Shout out to Cookville, Tennessee. Now, I got a good friend out there in Cookville. Shout out to her. And shout out to you as well. All right. Thank you to... Hold on. Let me, let me make sure I'm at the... I got all the super chats here. I don't want to miss anybody's super chat. And if you're going to super chat, thank you for that. I appreciate you. You know, I couldn't do the show without you. And let me make sure I'm on the right page with you guys. Okay, thank, thank you to Dutch Schaefer for the Super Chat who says, the conservatives giving Matt Walsh flack for coming down on Mulvaney is another example of how soft society has become. I expect this from progressive stains, but not true conservatives. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Thank you to Nick Coriel for your donation. Nick Coriel also says, I don't understand why conservatives here hate Russia so much. They reject the Western woke agenda and push back against globalism, yet we embrace it. I mean, I don't hate Russia at all. I don't know why anybody really would hate Russia. Uh, well, I, I do know why. I'm, I'm being, I'm tripping. They hate Russia because what the media told them to hate. If you were to ask somebody, why do you hate Russia? Why is Russia bad? They come up short because they don't really know why. Because the answer is they've been told to hate Russia by constant media reinforcement. There's no other reason. Why would you hate Russia? You might not like Vladimir Putin. But why would you not like him? Why hate an entire country? I don't even hate China. I just know that the government of China is a problem. They're a threat. And I know specific reasons why. But as it relates to Russia, why would I hate the entire country of Russia? First. Second, why would I hate Vladimir Putin and the government? For what? Why? They took Ukraine. Okay. They took Crimea in 08 or whenever that was. Nobody said anything. It wasn't a big problem. That was Ukraine. So they took a piece of Ukraine back then with no problem. Now they want to take more. It's all of a sudden a problem. It's bogus. It's dumb. But I digress. Thank you to Michael Critchlow who says, did you hear about the new museum being built in the huge cavernous space under the Lincoln Memorial? How woke do you think this new exhibit will be? Oh, it's going to be very woke. I already know. Um, you know what? Uh, <laughs> new museums... Like, okay, my, my question is going to be, is it going to be a museum of historical things or is it going to be new things? New art sucks. I, I, I said it before on the show, and I show pictures and everything when I was in Dallas for the Uncle Tom Part 2 premiere. And shout out to you guys that bought Uncle Tom, who watched it, Uncle Tom Part 1 and 2. Y'all, please go stream the movie right now, Amazon, YouTube, Go stream it, watch it, buy it. Please support Uncle Tom Part 1, Uncle Tom Part 2. I taped for Uncle Tom Part 2. I'm not in that one, but I was there at the premiere. I was. I did other content with them, and I'm going to be in a Part 3 if that comes out soon because I already filmed for it, and I'll probably go to film again some new content to be more fresh. But anyway, 
If you bought Uncle Tom Part 1 and 2, thank you for that. I appreciate you. If you've not done so yet, please do so. You can find Uncle Tom Part 1 and 2 on your favorite platforms, Amazon Prime. Uh, I think it's on, uh, um, is it on Netflix? I don't know if it's on Netflix. I know it's on Amazon. I know it's on YouTube. Y'all check it out. Yeah, but back to the museum, it was all just trash art. It was the worst kind of art ever. They had art. It was like they took bricks from outside and spray painted them. Silver talking about oh, that's the exhibit. And I went to go touch it. And the guy was like, oh, you can't touch that, sir. You can't touch that. It's like, really? I can't touch this garbage. <laughs> you should say you can't touch it because it's going to is garbage and it got germs on it. Not because it's an exhibit and it's some kind of way just protect it. You literally got bricks on the ground as an exhibit. I'm not impressed at all. It was the worst museum ever. So, Michael Crystal, back to your super chat. It might be like that, a bunch of new, woke, ridiculous, ugly art. Or it could be some historical stuff. But if it's a new museum in D.C., I'm leaning more towards ugly art. Woke art that is there because some pretentious moron says that it looks good or that it has a good message when it's really just a bunch of ugly trash. I hate the, I hate the art world. Anyway, I, I, man, at this point I'm like old man yelling at a cloud. I'm I've become that guy. Michael also says, bring back the Indian woman on the land of Lex butter. There you go. Thank you to teacher Jizzle who says, Mr. Logan, I think the green family petitioned the company to keep aunt Jay on the box because they were being paid royalties from likeness. So now what exactly? So, the family's getting paid royalties. It's her. It's their family member on the box. So her legacy is gone. The royalty money is gone. All that's gone because somebody somewhere thought that it was offensive. Offensive to who? Not the family, not the community, not the black community. So who's really offended? Thank you for that, TJ. I appreciate you. Thank you to Hollow Board for Life 2002 who says, Bennett Johnson pages full clip of O'Keefe's speech. Alien Spaceship says Steve Jobs got fired from Apple in 1985 and he co-founded it. Exactly. And you see what happened. He went on to become, um, you know, uh, 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 bigger and better. Was it Apple or was it Microsoft? How did that work? Steve Jobs? I forgot that whole story. But anyway, thank you for your, uh, your, your super chat. I appreciate you. Thank you to Robert Emery for becoming a member. Uh, thank you to Jamie for being a member and also saying, Abia, you should drink the alkaline water at Sam's Club. I'll check it out. Thank you to 127 Chill, who says, heard Cincinnati is closing off the Ohio River. Is, do they have a dam right there or something? That's going to be interesting. How it's going to affect other, like the Canal River in West Virginia? That's going to be interesting. Thank you to Bob K. MIT, who says, how much of that $117 billion did Ukraine kick back to Hunter? Very good question. Thank you to Uncultured Currency who said you should collab with LFR family, try to reach you. I have no idea where they are, but yeah, if you if you can send me an email, I'll try to um, receive it and see what's going on. Thank you for that. I appreciate you for thinking about me. Thank you to Jamie who says, are you already, already asking that question about Bryson? And also Jamie said, did Ukraine and Russia sign a peace treaty back then? I heard there was a peace treaty. I'm not sure if anybody signed it, but I heard there was one. But somebody got in the way. Somebody somewhere got in the way. I wonder, I wonder who the, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, 
I just hear things and I just tell you what I heard, but I can't really confirm or, or deny who did that. But anyway, I digress. Um, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. We got calls on deck. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email in the description. If you want to be right there by the left-hand corner of the screen talking about whatever's going on. And if it doesn't work right, then y'all please don't blame me. Blame the white man because it ain't my fault. All right. Let's go ahead and get cracking. Again, number to call 434-658-1220. 918, going to lie. I'm speaking to. Hey, what's up, baby? Baby Scott. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, there's a lot happening today. I got got five topics written down, and of course, I'm only going to talk about one, maybe one and a half, you know. Start off with, I watched your video from earlier today about uh, Aunt Jemima. Man, let me tell you a little story about Aunt Jemima. I'm not going to get all crazy and long, but, you know, growing up as a kid, when I was like two, three years old, I mean, I have a great memory. I I got memories from when I was that young, you know. And, uh, you know, I wasn't a rich kid. My parents were poor. I mean, we were poor. We were not middle class. We were lower class. You know, I didn't have any white privilege. But then my grandma and her sister, my great aunt, you know, who were both teachers their whole life, you know, on the first of the month, they'd come and pick us up and, you know, buy us some groceries. I'm like, awesome, you know. I got to get Lucky Charms, you know. I got to get, like, and one of the best things I got was Aunt Jemima syrup because we couldn't afford it. You know, we got like the best value or great value syrup. But then when like my grandma and aunt picked us up, they'd buy us Aunt Jemima. Like, oh, we got the good stuff, (laughs) you know. So it's like, and then they removed it. They removed the Uncle Ben's and Lane the Lakes girl. It's like, Why? You know, like, I never had a problem with them. You know, I mean, those are faces that I've recognized my whole life. What are they trying to do? What are they trying to do? They're trying to erase history. You know, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. It's like, God dang it. You know? But, uh... The good news today was watching President Trump, our real president, visit East Palestine, Ohio, and bringing in like thousands of bottles of water and cleaning stuff and just showing up and being like, hey, hey, he spent all his own money. It wasn't any government money. It was all his own money. So, 
Anyway, I'll just, I'm going to leave it at that. But I got a little fired up tonight, you know, especially with that Aunt Jemima story. Yeah. Yeah, man. Love you, dude. Love everyone in chat. Everyone that calls in. So, yeah, I'll just sit back and listen. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Later, dude. All right, great call. Thank you for being here. You guys are great. Let's get to the next one here. 860, you're the line. What's we get to? Hey, VL, it's uh, FJ Ranger Xbox. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Uh, I would recommend people uh, do uh, deep dive research on uh, a little thing I like to call Agenda 2030 and read that part in there that says that any people's in a toxic area that's been declared get moved into a smart city. And uh, you might want to read up on what they're talking about because these people are saying this stuff out loud. And we're talking about at most half a million people are talking this to six billion people. Personally, I don't think it's very intelligent, but you know, this is the way these people think. They think of us as sheep and cattle. That's why we got to have an electronic ID and they they want to get, you know, carbon credits. Oh, well, you've used too much. You're shut down. Mm. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm just not for that, <laughs> especially when it, they're uh, do as I say, but not as I do, you know, because there hasn't been one peep about uh, uh, the train wreck. But not at all. Anyhow. Yeah, I was sorry I lost you. But uh, Aunt Jemima, I still got a bottle of Aunt Jemima and the box, and I just put it in there because I loved Aunt Jemima. I'm 62 years old. I love that woman. I love seeing Uncle Ben because I I didn't know how to make rice until I married a Filipino. Uncle Ben's was a staple for me when I was a bachelor, you know, and uh, I make Aunt Jemima pancakes for my kids now and waffles, and they love it. Right. But... uh, if I, I could be mistaken, but is that woman the same woman that became the first black millionaire woman? No. Actually, first female? No. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure about that, but I do know that, that the original Aunt Jemima was a celebrity and people would wait for hours just to see her and talk to her and get an autograph from her. She was very much loved across America. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, what are they ashamed? They're so ashamed of uh, racism in America that they can't have a picture of a black person in their house. What's the problem? <laughs> it's crazy. But I, I, what I do is I clean my Aunt Jemima bottle out and I put the, uh, whatever syrup we get into that bottle and I still use it. So anyhow, uh, I'm just going to let you go with that, ABL. God bless you. God bless. Ohio, let's save Ohio. I don't care about Ukraine. You ain't the president of Ukraine. You're the president of Ohio and the other 49 states and territories. That's all I got, ABL. Love the show. God bless America. Get on Wimkin, people. Bye. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. All righty. Let's go to 
Six four six you're online. Who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. This is Ashley from Tennessee. All righty, what's going on? Hi. Um, so I just wanted to talk to you. I was I wasn't sure if you were aware of this. So I come from New York City where the vaccine was absolutely crazy and everybody locked down and I, I am a teacher and unfortunately I lost my job because of the vaccine and whatnot. So I was just recently told and I saw it on Fox News that the fingerprints of the unvaccinated teachers are supposedly being sent to the FBI. Have you heard about that? So to the FBI is what they're being sent? Yes. I've, I've not heard about that. There, yeah. So there is an article on Fox News that has this information, which is, I, I, I'm baffled. I can't believe this. So apparently they're being flagged as unhirable. Wow. It, it's really, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard about it the other day and I'm like, no, this can't be true. So then I look it up and I, if you Google it, it'll be one of the first articles that you find. It's the strangest thing. I, I mean, and, you know, teachers are so needed throughout this nation. And I just feel like it's everything is against them. It's so sad. Absolutely. Yeah, that's 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 really a mess. So I, yeah, I, I wanted to know your thoughts on that and how you feel about it. Yeah, it's really terrible because it's, they're kind of like shooting themselves in the foot because you need teachers and people are leaving these professions and you're going to have a shortage. So it's like they're they're making it even worse. Right, especially in a place like New York City. Absolutely, yes. So, yeah, I just wanted to quickly share that with you. I call you periodically, so I enjoy talking to you and I enjoy your show. And I love watching you. So thank you for everything. Thank you for everything that you do. And I'm sure I'll call you again. Thank you for your call. definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, dang, that's crazy. It's totally crazy, but it's it's so weird with these these governmental type places do, they just do things like that. You know? Okay. Somebody is texting me. Just go ahead and call. It's all good. I can't answer text at all. So just, if you have a question, just go ahead and call me. The number there is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And then there's also a Skype email. If you want to be on the bottom left-hand corner or the screen, you could do it that way as well. That'll work just fine. 702, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bell, Steve. What's up, bud? Everything's all right. How about yourself? All right. Hey, I uh, I moved to the South uh, a couple of years ago from the West Coast, and I did a lot of uh, research on the Confederate War. I learned a lot of things that I really didn't know beforehand. I was uh, quite naive. But over my year, two years of living here, I've talked to a lot of folks here and learned that, you know, the South, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, New Orleans, Florida, all that was deeply Democrat through the 1800s up into the mid-1900s. Jefferson Davis was the president of the Confederate States of the South, a Democrat. The Confederate flag is a Democrat flag. Um, So while they're rioting and ripping down all these monuments, of Robert E. Lee and all them, they're basically ripping down their own monuments. That's right. That's right. Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant of the Union Army were Republicans. And although the Civil War was more than just slavery, the Republicans were the ones that freed the slaves. 
That's right. And uh, Abraham Lincoln was a very, he was the very first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln. So the very first president from the Republican party, he frees his slaves and then he gets killed for doing it. I think that because the Southern states now are red and conservative, I think that the younger uh, people that they're not being taught in school that just because the Southern states are red now, they weren't back then. They were deeply Democrat. So they're fighting against their own, their own people, basically. <laughs> and there's a big misconception of what the South was then and what the South is now. Absolutely. Um, uh, the KKK was formed by the Democrats. So I, I have no idea um, if the, the ignorance of the schools, the teachers, they're so young, they don't know this themselves. They're scared to teach these kids that. This, the Democrats are winning now because this is just another form of the way that they win. They didn't win the, the, the Civil War. But they're winning now in another way than on the battlefield. They're brilliant, actually. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Malcolm X, I saw some, you know, there's a big lawsuit, you know, with him coming. And there's a lot to do with him, too. I mean, what an intelligent front man for the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who deceived him and put him right out in the front. And once he realized that something's fishy here, he went and did his own research and learned that everything he was standing up for for them, speaking about, was a lie. Then, and the, they tried to warn you in one of his speeches in the late 1962, before he was assassinated, he bared down hard on the Democrats and tried to tell the people, his people, that you can't trust them. They're deceitful. They don't, he had it coming at him from every which way. So who knows what, you know, but what a courageous man he was. Yeah, that's that's a whole story right there. I know a lot about that situation. I know guys. I know guys in the nation right now, so I know a lot about that story. But basically, he was having a change of heart. He did not believe a lot of what he was talking about earlier when he was right beside Elijah yep. Muhammad. You know, he he changed. So yeah, people didn't like that too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's still out there. You can find it, but he he did, had a speech in '62 where he broke down Democrats versus Republicans. And um, he he broke down right off the bat what he thought about Democrats versus Republicans. They both want power, but they're much more deceitful. And and in sure as hell, he winds up assassinated not much longer after. Yeah, it just makes you wonder. Really does. Thanks, ABL. Uh, thanks for being who you are and being out there, bud. You're a great help and inspiration. Well, thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, the whole thing with Elijah Muhammad, that was, that's that's a whole, that could be, well, it was a movie, but in the movie, they didn't really cover all of it. They they kind of touched on some of that stuff lightly. They ain't talk about Elijah Muhammad and the, and the, and the, and the girls. And the, I don't want to go down that road right now because that's a whole big can of worms. We can talk about that all night. Okay, let's go to three, four, six on the line. Who am I speaking to? 
Oh, hey, my name is Ben. I'm from Edmonton, Canada. Calling you from Canada, sir. All righty. What's going on? Oh, well, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, if you don't mind, you were talking about uh, how the Democrats and the Republicans and everything are down in the U.S. and everything. But can I speak about Canada for a second? What's going on in here? Because I'm sure there's a lot of guys that are actually listening to They're actually from uh, where I'm from, actually, because uh, you're a nothing guy and everything, and, and that's what it is, right? So <laughs> Canada is, yeah, Trudeau Bay, as you call it. Um, God, it's it's not what it used to be. What what happened here? Uh, we're a bunch of I don't want to say it like that, but I mean we're we're cities. I'm sorry to say it, but like everything is going woke everywhere. Um, it's because I'm a truck driver, so I travel from the U.S. and Canada. But I live in Canada, so there's a big difference. As soon as I cross the border uh, in Montana or whatever, I see the difference right after that. Right over that. You guys are so much patriotic and everything, and we used to be like that. And then, boom, it just disappeared. Like this morning, they were talking about the Ukraine war and everything because uh, Trudeau, I guess he's, uh, I think he's going there or something like that or whatever. And then, what, what are we doing there? Like, seriously, even US, what are we doing there? Like, giving money? That's how you start a war, right? Am I right about that? I, I think you're right on a point, but I got one question. Are you, are you on speaker right now? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm driving right now. So I'm, oh, okay. uh, I'm I got, I got you. Right, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all good. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think you're right on point. So, yeah. So, I mean, if we go on war, okay, so Biden went uh, to Ukraine a couple of days ago uh, and kisses, uh, what's his name, Zelensky here. Um, I think it's just, it just put oil on the, on the fire. That's what it is. Because now Putin looks at it and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, so you're, you're, you're friends with, okay, USA are friends with uh, uh, Ukraine. Okay, that's right. But it's, gonna, it's just going to be worse and worse. They should have just stopped. Sign the peace treaty or whatever. Just get out of there. Do whatever you have to do. And then just stop. Because if they come here, whatever, if they come to Canada, let me tell you, we're done. We're done. Uh, they're gonna invade us like, like no tomorrow. Like seriously, we can't do that. We're, we're gonna go to war with who? With a bunch of woke people? No, that's <laughs> not gonna work. <laughs> that's not gonna work. Yeah. So uh, I mean, but yeah, no, I followed you, and uh, I just want to make that point. Canada, it's not, it's not going well. It's not going well. And then I watch you, and then you're on point and everything. And I really appreciate your show, by the way, from Canada. So uh, it's really cold right now, but uh, yeah, you warm. You, uh, you warm things up around here, and I like it. I just wanted to let you know that. That's all. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Great call from my man out there on the road, driving the truck. And, and Canada, yeah, cold out there. It's hot down here. Like, literally, I'm about to bust into flames right now. It's February the 22nd. I need to turn on my air conditioning. Legitimately, it's warm. It's like 80 degrees right now. Like, like right now, it's like 73 degrees. It's crazy. Okay, let's go to 619 online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. Uh, good evening. My name is Rigo G, calling you from San Diego, California. All right, hey, man. Big Boss, I'm just calling you because I wanted to talk to you regarding some stuff that's been happening here in this area. Um, I've currently been noticing a lot of... Uh, 
new taxes forming in the California region, um, especially with this whole uh, sandbag. If you live in San Diego, then you will know. Uh, they're trying to make it that um, us drivers, when we drive and commute, are uh, going to be paying an extra tax for uh, mileage, meaning every time you go out and about with your day, whether you're driving from work to your house or just going doing some, you know, random um, trips, you're now going to be charged uh, some money for that. It was turned down uh, once before. I believe it was two cents per mile. But now since the topic came back, they're trying to do it where um, you're going to be paying four cents um, per uh, mile now. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty tough for people out here in California, especially if you're, uh, um, you know, right in the middle uh, trying to provide for your family. That's just ridiculous amount of money um, to just be giving the government, especially uh, with Gavin Newsom being uh, uh, the runner-up for 2024. And I want to know if you have heard anything about this. No, no, I've not heard about that at all. But, you know, it's not surprising. I mean, taxes, taxes, taxes. That's pretty much the name of the game. That's why people are trying to leave the, the area because they're getting taxed to, to death, quite literally. And they go other places and they don't have the same issues. Like, where I live in Tennessee, is beautiful. I mean, no state income tax, um, low taxes overall. It's, it's, it's great. It really is. You, you can you can you can live out here and it's not so much of a, of a struggle and a grind to be able to do it. And a lot of that is because of the way that we're structured, the, the tax thing. Yeah, we don't have all this the entitlements and the, 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 the useless and wasteful spending. It's too much. Tell me about the wasteful spending, man. It's crazy. They use it just for nonsense. I was looking at an article the other day talking about how they were going to give out more money for um, LGBTQ studies and stuff that has nothing to do with like regular curriculum in school. So that it's bothering me because I have kids and I want my kids to actually learn stuff in school. I don't want my kids to be mediocre. Look at what's going on around the nation with these schools as well. It's crazy. I don't want my money to be put into something that's not going to be helping my kids. You know, that's insane. Exactly. 100% correct. I'm with you. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, man, if you can just take a look at that sandbag tax, it's, it's pretty crazy. Cause if they're going to do it here in, in California, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're going to try to do it somewhere else in the state. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully that tax gets repealed and hopefully it doesn't go beyond where it is right now. So Let's 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 hope for the best on that one. You got it, boss. You got it. All right, man. It's always good to talk to you, and I, I'm uh, let you go then. You have a good rest of your night. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Definitely. Yeah, these taxes. It's like why? I mean, did it didn't have enough taxes? It's it's crazy, and it, this is why I cringe when people say, "Oh, Trump's not paying his fair share of taxes." Trump's not paying. It's like you know, you know how much taxes. You know how much money in taxes this man spends every quarter? Like, you know, the, the taxes is just ridiculous. Federal income tax is nothing compared to a trillion things you got to pay beyond federal income tax. But see, people know that. The, the people that are in charge of media outlets, they understand what's going on. They understand that federal income tax is just, just one piece of the puzzle 
they know that there's more taxes you got to pay to make a lot of money, but they want you to think from your perspective, you got to pay federal income tax. And they think, oh, well, if somebody that's rich, if somebody's like Trump or Elon Musk, if they don't pay it, well, you got to pay it. That's not fair. It's, it's silly to think like that, but that's how they think. That's how a normie who doesn't understand anything would think. This is why they don't want you to do homeschool or anything like that because they don't want to educate you about that. They want you ignorant. They want you to not understand what's happening with the world so they can tell you whatever they want to tell you. Any kind of lie they can just put into your head. 470, no, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, hey, it's Craig from Wild and Wacky Atlanta. How you doing, sir? It's all good, man. What's happening? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, sir. So what's going on? It's all good, man. What's going on? Oh, wow. Bad traffic today in Atlanta, man. It took me two and a half hours or so to go from Far Road to uh, all the way out to the uh, DeKalb Farmer's Market and back. Terrible. Wow. And I had a really weird experience on the road. I saw these black guys riding around on these little tri- uh, little motorcycle things, little three wheelers. Yeah, That's a real uh, big trend the past two, three years. Oh, no, uh, uh, t Rex. I don't know what they call them, but I call them three wheelers or whatever. You know, they got the two wheels in front, the one wheel in the back. Uh huh. And uh, so this guy has on a black helmet, and it's shaped like a. I literally, I swear to God, I started looking at it. It's shaped like a World War II German uh, army helmet. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and being a student of history, I've seen several of these in real life over the past uh, 40 years or more. And uh, wow, I was thinking, what kind of uh, white supremacist is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, literally, it looked like it was designed like it was like 98% like it. You know what I mean? I kept looking at him like, what the hell? Does this guy realize what he's wearing? Or is he just doing this to be a smart ass, you know? <laughs> But anyway, back to Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's and all that. Yeah, that brings back a lot of memories from the 70s and 80s. I'm 53. I grew up in uh, the 1980s and 70s and 80s. And I used to work for Kroger. And, yeah, we used to see that all the time. We use those products in our household. You know, we loved Uncle Ben's rice and uh, all that stuff. And never thought anything about it, you know. Just thought it was cool, you know. It's old. So it's pictures of older black people on, on uh, you know, these products. And I thought, Wow, you know, this is really old. You know, this came out decades before I was born. And I looked up Aunt Jemima, and you're right. She was a former slave. She was born in 1834. So she went from rags to riches. <clears throat> so I think she's the one that had the last laugh. You know, she's laughing all the way to the bank because she was a former slave and then became rich. Exactly. So why in the hell does the left want to take her down is my point. She's an excellent success story. From the next slave to somebody that was rich as hell, probably making $5 million a year, you know, back then or whatever, 30s, 40s, 20s, 30s, you know, it was a lot of money back then or whatever she made, you know. And then beyond that, her family was getting royalties like many years later. Her, her descendants were getting paid from that as well. So she made a lot of money at that time. And then even after she died, her family still gets money from the proceeds of her uh, image being on the box. But now that's yeah, she, but that that's somehow racist, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, she was oppressed no more. I mean, once she made all, she was free, and then she made all that money. Right. Oh my God! Wow, they should have kept her up. And Uncle Ben, I mean, what was their problem with him? I mean, he was a cool old dude. 
I think you'd look cool, you know, 25 years later you know, from now as an Uncle Ben representative. Exactly. I'd buy your rice and make you, make you rich. <laughs> we used to buy his wild rice when I was a kid. You know, it was good stuff. That's right. I just don't understand. That last car, well, about two, three cars back, the guy that's talking about the Civil War, that he read up on it and everything, he's right. Yeah, the Democrats were the slave owners, and they... <laughs> <laughs> and now they're tearing down all these statues of Democrats. You know, it just it doesn't make any sense. But actually, it does make sense when you think about it. They're trying to cover their tracks. Yeah. Ninety percent of the people that are tearing these statues down and want to rename all these uh, schools and universities or whatever, because they're named after some white guy that owned slaves, you know, 158, 60 years ago. They don't understand what's going on. But there's a small 10 percent of the people that actually do know what's going on. And I think they basically want to do is what they uh, what they want to do is cover their tracks. That makes sense. Yeah, they don't want to. No, they, they they don't want their history to be known. They're like, oh, that wasn't us because they removed all of the evidence. Yep. Yeah. Not a lot of people know this today, but the Nazis were actually socialists, and they tried to cover their tracks, especially in 1944, as the Russians were coming closer and they were invading um, Lithuania and Poland. Yeah, the Nazis dug up large pits, massive graves, you know, burial pits, and uh, burned the bodies, mm. you know. And the Nazis also burned up, blew up four, um, the, uh, sorry, the centuries, the uh, crematoriums at Auschwitz to try to cover their tracks, but the crimes were too big, they couldn't do it. But they tried as best they could to try to at least lessen the amount of crimes that they could be, that could be discovered. But yeah, they tried to cover their tracks too. Right. So, yeah, it's really sick. Anyway, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say. Uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, <laughs> wild and wacky here in Atlanta. You know, anything can happen any time. What you were saying about Marietta was uh, actually incorrect. I have to correct you on that. I lived in Marietta from uh, 1975 to 1989, between the ages of 6 and 19, going on 20. They were conservative back in those days. Even under, um, I think, Carter, I think they were still conservative then, but definitely in the 80s under Reagan, uh, they were conservative. But in 2016, the vast majority of people there in Cobb County and Marietta voted for Hillary. So they became blue. Yeah. Unfortunately. And it was a great place to live back then. Now it's overrun with legal border hoppers and, um, yeah, not so good people. Yeah. But, uh, hopefully it'll get better again. But, um, yeah, it was, it was great in those days. It was very, the economy was booming then under Reagan. I don't care what anybody says today. If they say otherwise they're liars. Cause I, I grew up in those days. I remember, Gas was cheap in 1986. You could get gas for as cheap as 75 cents a gallon in the summer of 1986. 75 oh, yeah. cents a gallon. Yeah, thing, things were a lot so, better during that time. People, they have, um, they have interesting selective memories. Yeah, I know. They say today, a lot of black people, liberals say today that you know Reagan was a, a racist president, and no, he was not. We need to remember that Reagan was the only president to designate uh, MLK Day as a national holiday. In January 1986. Yeah. So what kind of a racist would do something like that? That's my point. It makes no sense. It, so it's, it's, all it's, really weird. A, it's all a big leftist lie. Yeah. He was not a racist. They just didn't like his politics. And he was a conservative white guy. The same way they attacked Trump for being a conservative white guy. That's right. So, same same thing. Anyway, yeah, we'd like to praise uh, Xbox, Xbox Ranger. I think you're a cool guy. I like the words that come out of your mouth. Keep it up. You're a smart guy. I like it. And uh, America First, Trump 2024, I'm still voting for him. I don't care what anybody says. I want him over DeSantis. Anyway, you keep up the great work, man, and have a great night.
Take care. Be safe. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right. Great call. Shout out to you guys for calling in. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. 619 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Kathleen in San Diego. All righty. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to follow up on the other San Diego caller about the gas tax. Um, you know, the reasons why they're doing it is because we have all these goofy electric cars now. I mean, everyone's got a Tesla. They got these like beta electric trucks and stuff. And so <laughs> they're not making money from the gas tax. So they need another way to get money oh. uh, so they can waste our money. Mm-hmm. I yeah. see. And another thing is, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I see that makes sense. Yeah. And also they're trying to socially engineer us, right? They want us to bike and take public transportation and do all this stuff. And so I've been a manager in like um, hospital food service. And so I have a lot of low wage employees, you know, cooks and hosts and diet aides and stuff. And these people live outside of the main city of San Diego because they can't afford to live in the city. So the people that it's going to hurt the most are the poorest people who have to commute, who don't have public transportation way out in Spring Valley, you know, 10, 15, 20 miles out of town. So these people that are running this city coming up with this stuff are so out of touch and so crazy. It's just infuriating. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's really crazy. And then, of course, they're going to be likely to not have an electric car. They have like a, an older oh, no. gas car and they'll, they'll, they'll be paying the gas tax. It's weird because they say, oh, we're, we're raising taxes. We're going to tax the rich, but it always impacts the poor the most. Yep. The people that are going to be hurt the most are the people who can barely afford to drive to work and pay their rent anyway. It's just so backwards. But I just wanted to clarify that. And um, it's just such a pleasure to talk to you. Here we are in California, California. We're, we're all here for various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Thanks so much. Good night, everyone. Yeah, that's crazy. So it makes sense. They want to up the gas tax because that that's becoming, um, it's becoming an issue. It's like, Hey man, where, where's the gas tax money yet? Oh, we got all these electric cars. We didn't think that we were going to lose money in the gas tax. While these electric cars going out because people are not buying gas as much. Oh, so now we got to just raise the tax. <laughs> it's, it's so silly. Skype caller, who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, everybody. It's Danny from um, UK. How you doing, mate? It's all good, man. What's happening? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, mate. No problem. Yeah, so uh, that South Park uh, episode of The Rules, man, I've been waiting for that for so long, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's finally um, it's finally happened. I mean, I've not seen the episode yet, but um, I definitely will get around to to watching it soon. Um, yeah. So what was it? Uh, so is it so? Is it true that the they are trying to sue South Park, or they try? Is that true, or is that just talk at at, at this moment? Well, I saw a report that says it's just talk, um, but I've seen different reports. I saw a report that says the whole suing thing wasn't true, but I also saw a report that says that they were just um upset and didn't like it well especially megan didn't like it she she was upset she she didn't like it and since i have you on the phone and you're from over there what's your yeah. opinion what, what's your opinion about harry and megan in general um see this, this this thing 
see my family um especially it's kind of like the spanish part of my family they they've kind of been a bit more obsessed with the royal family than the english part of my family which is kind of odd i don't know why <laughs> but um i've never really had an opinion on the royal family my whole life i've, I've come quite ignorant on the royal family you know their role and how beneficial they are to the country like i can't really comment on that but yeah this whole thing with harry and Meghan, um I, I, I do find it kind of infuriating i mean they've kind of made me more of a fan of the royal family you know just uh just the whole treatment of of coming out and and, and slamming them and calling them racist or, or whatnot and um again i don't understand any of it i mean but again i think the reasons are quite obvious is clearly they want to you know move away from um, from the royal family. They want their own life. They want the Hollywood elite life. You know, Meghan wants to, to jumpstart act, act, actress career again. And and Harry, and uh, you know, Harry just wants to be a part of that as well, right? He just wants to be free from the royal family, but but with all the money and, and publicity still, which is which is great, right? Right, exactly. Yes, yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. And I think again, South Park, they go after anyone. I mean, whether you're left, right, up, down. I mean, they'll if they think it's funny, if they think it's interesting, they're gonna go for you. And and if it is true that Harry and Meghan um are, are gonna try and sue or they're or offended, then tough. I mean, you're right going on going on all these morning shows and and interviews with Oprah or whatnot, and you know, saying giving your side of the story. So you can't be mad when someone gives it back to you, can you? Exactly. That's right. Yeah, so there's South Park also done an episode on them um, on COVID. It's called them um, post COVID, and um, they just give their take on the whole COVID situation. Yeah, it's really a uh, really funny. Oh, that, that sounds that sounds hilarious. I gotta check it out. I've not seen that one. Yeah, I think it's about an hour long, and um, yeah, they just give their take on just the pandemic and all that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I gotta check. That's that's, that's gonna be good. I gotta check it out for sure. Yeah, and as for the Aunt Jemima um, thing, um, over here we have a frozen um, a frozen food brand called um, Aunt Bessie, and um, it's just just a white woman on the front, like just in a white apron, apron, and um, no one seems to bat an eyelid about that or, or, or try to remove her from the brand. So I don't know what what the issue is with the others. It's people are just so weird because you know they, they're talking about oh it was a negative history, artist and that. I mean nobody really cares. Like when I was a kid, we. Had Aunt Jemima, everything, Uncle Ben's, it was no problem. But now all of a sudden, people want to be so offended. And, and really, when I was a kid, it'd be something on television every now and again where somebody would be offended at the at the packaging and how Aunt Jemima was portrayed. So they kept upgrading her look, making her look better and better and better. And then we've gotten to right now, we've gotten so far woke and triggered and offended at everything. It wasn't enough to just update her image. They just wanted to take her off the package completely. It's, it's so dumb. Yeah, see, again, it's kind of like, I, I feel like these people, they're, they're just shooting themselves in the foot constantly. Like, I, I don't know what you're trying to achieve with all this. I mean, on, on the one hand, you want more representation, you know, you want to compete and blah, blah, blah. But then when you are, then all of a sudden, oh, no, take it off. We want it gone. It's like, well, what do you want? You either want more representation or you don't. Right, exactly. And again, you keep removing these things. I mean, again, they're never going to be happy. Like, what, what, what? What what picture of a certain person is gonna is gonna be good enough for you? What is gonna make you happy? And it's like these people are never happy. They have to always fight for a cause and fight for this and fight for that. They've got they've got nothing better else to do. And you just you, you can't give in to these people. You just have to stick to the same brand, same picture. And if you don't like it, don't buy it. You know what I mean? That's right. Like when I saw you that um that Cheez Its cover of was it Rampaul on the cover? Was it Rampaul? Is it not not Rampaul? <laughs> uh, RuPaul, the drag queen. 
Oh, sorry, RuPaul. Yeah, yeah. the first. Um, so I wonder what the advert was like. Was he was he like? Um, I am a male. I am a man. I am a he. Don't <laughs> get down with that mentally ill stuff. Was that? Did it kind of go like that? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know about that part, but if, if they did that, that that'd, that'd be fitting. That, that'd be perfect for that one. Yeah, I, I want that to be my ringtone. I, lo- I love that guy, whoever said that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's all I think about now when I see a man in dress. That's pretty much all I think about now. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I've got, man. Great show again. Thanks for taking my call. And yeah, uh, take care, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Great call. Anonymous, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, Anonymous. Maybe it's not picking up. I think Skype messed up. I'm sorry, Anonymous. It's not my fault. Blame the white man. Okay, let's go to 814. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Colt. How are you doing tonight? It's all good, man. What's happening? Colt. I said, I said what's happening. It's Hello? all good. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, if you have a stream one in the background, turn it off for me. Okay, I know what's going on. Skype's messing up. Skype's messing up. Let's let's restart Skype. I told y'all about Skype. Hey, if it's not if it don't work right, y'all y'all blame the white man. It's it's not me. Okay. Let's restart Skype and let's get back 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 into it. I noticed when I picked the phone up. It wouldn't, the, the time, like, I, it's a timer I can see how long I'm on the phone, and the timer wasn't going. It was weird. I, like, the shot clock didn't start, you understand? So, that's what's going on with that. Let's see if this is going to improve it. Calling line speaker two three four seven. Yes, hey, how you doing, hey, Bill? It's all good, man. What's happening? I don't know why I got Can you hear me better now? It's fine. Go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, real quick. Hey, you uh, you know, you remember uh, Sam Britton? Yeah, the um, the bag bandit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm on Instagram right now, and I'm uh, looking at uh, what is it? Uh, slightly offensive, and uh, they have a, a post WTF Wednesday, and uh, there's this lady from Houston, Texas. She says, uh, "I lost my bag in 2018 in DCA. Uh, recently, I heard the news on." Fox News about Sam Britton luggage issue. Surprisingly, I, f- I found images uh, wore my custom-made outfits, uh, which was in a lost bag in 2018. Wow. That crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, so, my so, gosh. So somebody was able to identify that he took her stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have pictures right now. Uh, was it everything? They have the whole post. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight slides. So yeah, whenever the show's over, you got a chance to check it out. Oh, definitely. I got I got to check it out for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, yeah, you know, y'all have a good one. I just thought that was hilarious. I just wanted to drop that by. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right, take care now. Wow, that's crazy, really. Like, <laughs> that is, that's nuts. Sam Brenton is a nut. Like, who, like, you, you couldn't do a background check on him. They couldn't figure out, like, what's going on. They, they couldn't figure out that this guy was a bad bandit. Like, they couldn't get down to the bottom of that one. That's crazy. 504, don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Alien Spaceship. All right, man. What's going on? 
All right. So when I was what I was telling you earlier in the super chat. So Steve Jobs worked for Apple, but it was also called Macintosh. That's similar to Microsoft, uh, but he did not work yeah, with yeah, Microsoft. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I remember now. I, I, remember, I remember Macintosh. And then yeah. I, guess that, I guess that became Apple? Yes. Yes. Because they were eating a, a Macintosh Apple. That was the symbol for it. And then later on, they made it into Apple when they remodeled everything. And, you know, at first it was these computers that were like tan and they had the rainbow Apple. Yeah, thing. I remember that. Yeah. And then they, yeah, yeah. Um, I have one of those from a long time ago because I'm an enthusiast for computers. So, yeah, he got fired uh, by Scully, which was, he worked for Pepsi. And then, you know, they fired Steve Jobs because of two products that didn't work. And then later on they had to hire him back. So that just shows you that, you know, people can be fired from their own companies, even something they start, and they can always have a great comeback. Very good point. Right. So um, I was thinking, of, uh, I want to know your thoughts on this. Do you think that the, these policies that the, the Democrats do really benefit, the, benefit them? Like it benefits, it doesn't help the working people. It just makes their lives worse. What it does is it helps those that are in power, but not the average person. Right. So if you have, if you have yeah. money, if you have power, you'll benefit because you get like you, you kind of see it in liberal areas. Like you'll see a very nice part of town and then a very bad part of town. It's, it's just kind of how they operate, how they live. They, they keep, they keep a, a, a lower class in their city to do all the menial tasks while they can live a, a high life. It's just kind of how they operate their environments. So it doesn't really help those. They say it helps. It just helps them more than anybody else. Exactly. You know, because I was thinking that before your show, you know, I was doing some research and I really strongly feel that's what it does. Because, you know, when they raise the taxes on the, on the people, they it makes everything more expensive. And, it would, and also one of the other callers mentioned about how like the electric cars, like they can't afford the electric cars. So it just looks like they're using reverse psychology and it makes their lives worse. Right. There you go. Right. And also you could see the same thing with how they took the black people off of the uh, products at the grocery store, but they left all the white ones there. I, absolutely. Exactly. I know. I noticed that right away, especially with the, um, the Quaker Oats. I was like, Hey, wait a minute. Like he's coming from that, that time too. I guess I could find something offensive about him. Although you shouldn't, I mean, it shouldn't have been defensive for Aunt Jemima to be on the box either, but there was a reason for somebody to be offended, but it didn't do that with the Quaker Oats guy. So that's interesting how that works. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's amazing how Trump went and helped those people. I mean, he's a truly a, a great uh, president. It's a shame that, you know, uh, he's hated by the media so much because, you know, and Biden's on the other side of the world helping Ukraine, but not helping his own people. It's just ridiculous. Right. I agree. Right. And I was doing some research and in uh, Texas, there is this uh, artificial uh, neighborhood. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. And this guy was talking about where people that had uh, problems with the vaccine were put in these special neighborhoods. And it basically, it's a lot, reminds me like a concentration camp. And the people were supposed to get treatment, but they just, they didn't get any better. And I really do think that, you know, in my opinion, it sounds, you know, kind of scary. What do you think? Uh, it definitely does sound scary. I don't know much about it other than what you're just telling me right now, but it definitely does sound scary. I don't think that should be a thing that, is in America at all. You know, you, you see a kind of, you see that kind of thing in China, but that shouldn't be over here. That's mm -hmm. pretty scary. 
Yes, yes. And um, also, I think I saw something where the water supply, uh, something that the what happened in Ohio uh, could affect all the water in the country. Um, it, it's, I, I'm not really sure it's possible because the thing is, the water, well, the, the, the spill or the accident happened basically on a river that connects to the Ohio and that connects mm-hmm. to the Bentley, Mississippi, to the, to the center of the country, Mississippi river. So and that connects to the Mississippi river and the Ohio river that could affect a lot of different water ways all over the country. So I guess it could, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure to what degree, but it definitely could. Right. Right. Um, and also, you know, I'll find the stuff and I'll, I'll like tag you in the post on Twitter about it. Like I'll like retweet it and I tag you. Right. I got you. Right. Yeah. And also I think there's a lot of, in my opinion, there's a lot of treasonous stuff going on in the, the country with, you know, uh, in the, inside the government with all these, you know, things that are happening and the you know, thing with Biden with in Ukraine and all, just a lot of, as I said, just to me, it seems like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of traitors in the government, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely a lot of people that are like that. Uh, DC is just like that in general with a lot of people that have their own interests at heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I was talking to the number one MAGA general about it and you know, he's you know, really concerned about it. And we're, you know, we're all in the chat, including you, you know, we're all concerned about it. And yeah, I just think that especially with the, the balloons and stuff. And I think like, I saw this video of this guy talking about how they probably, if the camera was sending a, transmission back to china you know they saw all the silos and the missiles and stuff and it was just floating and coming through right right and also yeah my thoughts about my dad side is from england but i was raised in america that's why i talk like this but yeah like what i think about megan and harry i think they're just you know he's you know had a lot of trouble coming up you know with his mom and all dying and he seemed like he was receptive to someone like her and he's just, you know, probably not that mature. And I think that definitely, you know, they're, they're not all there upstairs and they definitely, you know, like the attention and they do the opposite. Like they say something, but they do the opposite of what they say. That's what it seems like to me for sure. I, and I definitely see that. Right. And I think South Park did a good job and it's good to have freedom of speech and to say those things. You know, and and I'm really interested in that stuff, you know, from my dad's side, you know, and my uh, my grandfather in England, he looks a lot like Prince Harry when he was younger. I think that's pretty cool. That's interesting. No, probably, uh, you know, probably might might, might be a little related down the line. Who knows? Right, right. You know, they they had a lot of, uh, you know, yeah, they had a lot of uh, ladies in the past, you know, the different people. I look similar to I, I resemble her, the queen, when she was younger and, you know, a guy version and also her father. And um, also, they had this uh, thing, like, when the queen was alive, when people could write letters to her, and one of the ladies-in-waiting would respond to people. Okay. And, yeah, and I, I wrote one of them, and I, I, wrote, I wrote her, and I told her about myself, and I sent her a picture of me and told her about the, you know, like the <laughs> resemblance, and I, I liked her and all, and I got a response. And it was the lady-in-waiting, Susan Hussey, that got um, canceled. And she was very nice. Very interesting, man. Well, I got a few more calls I'm going to get to. Thank you for your calls always, man. Definitely appreciate you. Um, okay. Goodbye. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. You guys are fantastic. 
Let's keep on going here. The number to call 434-658-1220. All righty, Les, what's happening? Hey, ABL, how are you? Everything's all good about yourself. Good, good. Just here relaxing. Um, so in, you know, in the news of the state of Illinois, we're looking at 30 degree weather with some rain and it, it's cold, to be honest with you. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hot down here. It's like 80 degrees. It's like it's like 80 degrees right now as I'm, as I'm speaking to you. It's crazy. I know when you said that, I was like, no way. And I was <laughs> like, well, man, I, I love the cold. ABL is my favorite time of the year, but I think I'm getting a little tired. I, I want to, you know, retire it at least for like, I don't know, maybe a good three to four months. <laughs> I hear you for sure. So I wanted to make just some quick comments here. First of all, great show, ABL. Uh, when you put Dylan up on the screen, since I keep the little Patriots, of course, I um, try to conserve their preserve their youth as much as I can in their innocence. Um, they looked at the screen and they're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, that's some guy that's just, you know, cuckoo, you know? He's, he's confused. And, uh, I'm sorry? He, he's confused. Yeah, and they're just like, you should have seen their faces. It was just, <laughs> it was priceless, ABL, especially with him in a dress. It was, it was out of this world priceless, you know? Like, <laughs> you could, at their age, you know, um, seven, nine, and, and 11, you can tell right away. They were just like, this is not right, for sure. Um, but, you know, no, shout out to, to Matt Walsh and, you know, to you and all the other conservative, um, um, all the conservatives out there that are reporting on this. You know, it's mad crazy. Like I said, you know, if you want to do what you want to do in your life, by all means, you have the right to do whatever you please. But don't don't try to force us into this like lala fantasy world that you're living in your head you know because then that's between you and yourself like it has nothing to do with anybody else so at that point on it's it's all up for grabs i mean it's it's kind of like how i like to say game on i mean you put yourself out there you best believe you're going to be getting some type of feedback whether it's positive or negative but that's just the way it goes in in this country at least right because we have our our freedom of speech right that's right and um, I wanted to also comment on the, uh, what was that thing? I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Donald Trump real quick. Uh, kudos to President Trump, our 45th, the best modern day president of history uh, for going out there. Again, it definitely goes ahead and speaks to the nation in, in very loud volume in regards to the, the differences between the two administrations you have. President Trump's administration that it was always uh, America first. And then you have Biden and his administration that obviously speaks volumes when they come down to who we are in their eyes, which is America last. Um, I, you made a great point. What was he doing out there with Zelensky? Only God knows, right? Um, trying to get some more money for Hunter Biden? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> maybe another 10, maybe 15% for the big guy. We don't know. That's right. <laughs> that and um, I wanted to comment on the, um, oh, what was that thing? Let, let, oh, um, ABL, I don't know. Can you just, um, and did you hear anything about DeSantis um, saying he was going to run or not yet? Not yet. Okay, so I don't know if you heard, but he was actually in Illinois. I believe this was like three days ago. He was um, he had a speech out here with a, a law enforcement department. And to me, ABM, to me, that, that struck me as odd, okay? Because I was like, what the heck is 
Governor DeSantis of Florida doing out here in Illinois? I get it. You know, he wants to spread, you know, his message of a good education system and basically what he represents in Florida, you know, but what is he doing all the way out here in Illinois? In Illinois, out of all states, ABL, Illinois, isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's probably getting <laughs> getting himself ready, you know, and, and just, just, just making his rounds. If it happens, I'm going to t- give it to you, but ABL. I'm going to say, you were right. I give that one to you, okay? So you were right. Um, that one, oh, quick, really quickly, uh, the whole Aunt Jemima thing. So um, to me, it just speaks of the minority, you know, especially the swamp, how they're trying to get rid of um, the accomplishments from the Black community, right? And it, I, uh, one of the commenters that we have, shout out to Boom Boom, he was like, oh, you better watch out because they're going to come after you guys next. And I was like, not in the Latino community. Remember, ABL, they try to do that with Goya. Um, oh, yeah, that didn't work at all. <laughs> it didn't work. ABL, the Latino community was not having that. We use Goya for everything. The adobo Goya seasoning, the, the chipotle sauce, every ABL, we breathe eat think and we we dream about goya it's not gonna happen ever but i wanted to just go ahead and and say those few comments thank you so much again we we wish you a wonderful night abl god bless you we'll see you saturday and god bless the chat and the little pages on say good night good night good night y'all thank y'all take care of you bye-bye all right great call as always fantastic yeah that, that whole goya thing did not work i remember that that was hilarious it's like no, no, no. Yeah, I won't. I don't even know how. I don't even know how they were trying to cancel Goya. I don't even know what that was. What What was that even about? I don't even remember. But that didn't work. It's like no, we're not going to cancel Goya. You're not. You're not going to do it. I'm gonna pick it to you. Three one seven. You're on the line. Hi. Um. I'm not a first time caller. I was wondering about uh, this thing that I think is a little bit strange. Uh, Netflix, a couple of, actually one year ago, there's this movie called White Noise where a train uh, crashed into like a semi and it was a toxic thing, just like what happened now. And the strangest thing about it is not only did that happen in the movie, um, which I'm watching tonight, but it also happened in the movie In New Palestine. And when they filmed it, they filmed it in New Palestine in real life. And now it just happened in real life. What do you think of that? I think it's a crazy coincidence. Um, I'm not sure if it was a planned thing or not. Um, but if it was just a happenstance, it's just like almost un- unimaginable. It's like, what are the odds of that happening? And I, I was um, reading about that, actually. And people that were in the movie were affected by the real accident in real life because they filmed that in Ohio. And then people that lived there in Ohio were extras in the movie. So they they were in they were in the movie playing out a fictional occurrence, quote unquote fictional occurrence, and then it actually happens. Now, one thing I will say, a reason why it could have just been a coincidence is because these kind of things happen. These train derailments happen. Uh there's not always a toxic event that happens, which is crazy because how would they be able to get that part in the movie? But you always have these derailments and a lot of times they happen in kind of like small rural areas, small towns. Nobody really cares because it didn't make the mainstream media. This one made the mainstream media. And as you can see, people in the administration still don't care. So it doesn't really get that much coverage the way it should. But it, it does happen, just not to this to, to this level. Well, uh, did you ever see White Noise? Because I'm about to watch it tonight. I've not seen it. All I've seen is a trailer. I've not seen the actual movie. 
Well, the thing that I'm trying to, first of all, those people that were there and were active, I'd like to hear their side of it now that they've actually lived through it in real life after seeing it in the movie and see how close it is. And at the same time, I mean, it, there was another train that derailed. I think it was within two weeks of this one. And then what was that other one? There were like 97 food processing plants that got set on fire last year. And there are all these, it's like, well, how many coincidences have to happen before I stop, you know, believing that they're all coincidences? I mean, it just seems like, uh, is that really an accident when it matches that much? All of them? I mean, I, I understand. That's where you're coming from. Well, okay. Well, where do you draw the line? I mean, I mean, I don't like I, if I'm if I'm gonna believe that it's not a coincidence, I need to see evidence that it's not. So I don't really know what to think. I just think that it's pretty crazy. Um, but I can't. I don't really know anything beyond that because I don't see any evidence of anything to the contrary. Okay, I'm gonna watch it tonight and then do a lot of research on this stuff. I hope that no one starts getting cancer or any type of other stuff from these chemicals because whether they're radioactive or not, that they've had, I did a research project on this in college where they have this thing where a chemical plant used to make uh, chemicals for other uh, corporations. They end up with waste products, but they bury them in these barrels and those barrels over decades leak and pollute the land. And then workers there who are building new things get sick and it's like, well, I thought you did everything you're supposed to. They did, and it still wasn't enough because some of those chemicals are so toxic and so pretty much impossible to get away with, uh, get rid of. And I can't just wash them down the drain or dump them in the ground. Right. Yeah. It's it's really it's terrible. But I hope nothing really bad happens about this. Um, what do you have to say about that pistol brace ruling thing about how the ATF? said, oh, yeah, you're allowed to have those. Those are legal. Let 40 million of them be sold at least, changing their mind back and forth twice, maybe four times while being sued. And now it goes, oh, no, 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 you're not allowed to have that. Now we change our mind. That's uh, part of the NFA, and you're uh, a felon if you don't do NFA paperwork. What do you think of that? It's it's so dumb because, I mean, like it's like being the Indian giver in, in a way because, okay, you say I can have it, then all of a sudden I can't have it, and if I don't, uh, go talk to you guys about it and register it as X, Y, and Z, then I'm a felon. It doesn't make any sense at all. People are not even going to be aware of the rule change because um, you could just go to the store and buy them like that. They have them in the store, 10-inch uh, barrel with a stock on it, or excuse me, a brace on it that we knew was pretty much a stock. If you go to the store and buy it like that legally, then all of a sudden they say, oh, that's not legal anymore. That's that's completely dumb. I don't see how they can enforce a rule what they call um, ex post facto after the fact you want to make it legal, then make it illegal. It's, it's silly. It's dumb. Well, that, I think it's called entrapment when they initiate the crime they say, Hey, you're allowed to do that. And then go, ah, you did that. That's it. You're under arrest. It's like, wait, you can't do this. You just gave 40 million people permission and they all buy them. And now after they buy them, you, you arrest them for it. This was under your permission. That's entrapment. I think that, like ridiculous they're getting sued by several um what do you call them like gun rights activist organizations yeah as, as they should supposed sure. to be there's supposed to be a ruling within like a month or two well we're gonna uh, see u.s I mean, supreme court yeah it, 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 it should go to the supreme court and i think that you have you know gotta thank trump for that we have a we have a conservative supreme court and i think they will rule on the side of the gun owners because 
it's not their fault that they were told something is legal. Then all of a sudden it's not legal anymore. And then as far as I know, like, isn't that something you got to pay for? Like if you want to get um, the federal government involved. Yeah, $200 so, to have an NFA item. Right. Okay. And like, do I, the passport photos and prints. Yeah. So and I wait for approval. And if they say no, then you can't have it. And there doesn't, they don't even have to have a reason. Or if they change their mind later on, someone calls on you, makes a fake thing and they want to take it away. They can take it away for any reason or no reason. Yeah. That's, that's totally crazy. Unlawful, ridiculous. It, it, it shouldn't happen. And people are just not going to report it. They're not going to talk about their gun at all. And, and, and really what's going to happen is you see what guys were doing. They were buying their guns and putting the brace on it or buying the gun with the brace little 10 inch barrel, whatever with the brace. Now guys are just going to buy the 10 inch barrel and put a brace on it. Just say, forget it. I'm going to just do it all the way. How I would normally do it with a regular rifle, with a regular carbine. I'll put it on the back of my 10 inch, uh, little AR pistol and just have that be that. And, and dare them to come catch them. You're, you're creating criminals unnecessarily for no reason, because rifles are not the things that are involved with most gun crime, with actual gun crime on the street is handguns. <coughs> Like regular Glock pistols, well, so it's like, what, what's the point in even doing it? It's a dumb thing to do. It's silly. It's dumb. Well, they say that they're doing. They know that, but they're doing it to either get a list of a lot of people who have those, or to just make any excuse to arrest anyone that they don't. Uh, what's it called? They don't like or have a political agenda against. That way, they can have an excuse to go after them, which is why they waited until tens of millions of them were sold. And they go, oh, a lot of people haven't. Oh, that's a lot of excuses to arrest a lot of people there. Now we have it. Now we can just do whatever we want. So people have seen this and then they're sort of standing up against it. Um, I live in Indianapolis. And one of the things I've heard stories about this where people will buy guns here and they'll sell them to like um, people in Chicago and fuel those gang wars and stuff. And those people, I mean, that that's really what the ATF should be worried about because they're helping murderers and they have to be stopped. And having a, a, a brace instead of a stock does not make anyone more or less likely to go out and kill someone. Right. Wouldn't you agree with that, of course? Right, right yeah. on. And then afterwards, you know, do you think that if a guy is going to use one of those weapons to kill someone, you say, wait, wait, hold on, I better put on uh, a brace and not a stock, or I better take this <laughs> thing off. That way I'm not in violation of this before I go out and commit a capital offense. I mean, yeah, it that's, doesn't that's, do that's, anything yeah. against bad guys. I, I agree with you, but I'm, I'm out of time, man. Thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Keep up the good work. All right, now, same to you. Thank you. All right, that'll be a wrap for me. I'm at the very end of my show. Thank you all for joining. If you couldn't get on tonight... Do not blame me. Blame the white man. It's not my fault. But you guys have been great, as always. Fantastic, amazing audience. Yeah. Um, me and my AR pistol, hey, I don't have any guns, you know. Um, all my guns were lost in the tragic boating accident. It was so terrible. I had all type of stuff on there. And they're all gone. I don't have anything anymore. Uh, a pocket knife. I don't even got steak knives anymore. I got regular butter knives. I get a steak. I'm struggling to cut it. Okay? I have nothing. So don't don't come talking to ABL, say, hey, ABL, where's your guns? Man, you go to the Tennessee River and dredge it up, see what you can find. But beyond that, I don't got nothing for you, boss. I don't got nothing for you. You Tennessee River, Lake, Lake Lanier, don't drown on the lake trying to dredge up some guns. Okay, but as far as me right here having some guns, I don't got nothing. Don't worry about it. 
But yeah, you guys have been fantastic. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate y'all. Uh, if you like what you heard tonight, please give the video a thumbs up if you have not done so already. Uh, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Also, if you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc., please give me a five-star rating or review, whatever you can. I'd appreciate it. We got super chats on. I can read those real quick, then I wrap it on up, put the bow on the top. Thank the mods for doing what they do, keeping the chat nice and in check, all the trolls and all the nut jobs out the way. I appreciate y'all for your service. And if you've just been watching, retweeting, super chatting, whatever, thank you, thank you, thank you. I could not do this show without you. You guys make me, you guys make me possible. All righty. So let's go ahead and get rocking. Thank you to um, Triad who says, you're the best brother. I don't care what Greta says. Thank you for that. Thank you to Air to the Ron who says, uranium fire in Tennessee. Be safe, ABL. Yeah, I heard about that uranium fire. Where is that anyway? Uh, uh, let me see. Oak Ridge. Where is that at? I'm going to try to find that right quick. I think I know kind of where that's at. Oh, that's like up close to Virginia. That's kind of far away from me. That's like probably about three hours away. That's closer to Knoxville. Actually, that's not three hours away. That's actually pretty close. That's probably about an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Yeah, that's about an hour and a half away. Right up 75. Right by Knoxville. So not that far away. But yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a big danger. But I could be wrong. Hopefully it's not a big danger. But yeah, that's kind of far from me. Look at the Charles Turner Jr. who says, our incompetent and incontinent grandpa-in-chief is only concerned with taking care of his son's business dealings. There you go. You're right on it. He also says, I say we look more beyond the left-right paradigm. There are plenty of people on the right, quote-unquote, such as neocons and rhinos who are not fighting for this, for the country's best interest. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, very good words. But that will be a wrap for me. You guys have been great. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.